Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Some call it insight. Others call it vision. At Pershing, we call it perspective. A perspective you'll benefit from, from a custodian you can rely on. One who can help navigate the big picture and whose products give you a competitive edge. One who considers everything. What will help you succeed today and tomorrow? Open yourself to a new perspective and open the possibilities. Consider everything. BNY Mellon Pershing. Learn more at pershing.com slash go independent. Pershing Advisor Solutions, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! Love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to piano at the 50, time running down, Oakland football, and I think Oakland victory. The Raiders have scored on the most seamless, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. What is up, Raider Nation? Your old buddy Murph back once again for another what we hope to be fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. That's right, episode number 122 of, of uh, what is this? Episode 122 of Raiders Fan Radio uh, back here in Murph's Fan Cave. And uh, man, this is going to be fun. I wasn't sure if the live stream was going to work tonight, but I think we've got it set uh, because this is the first time that I've run a live stream from multiple locations on the show. The guy that used to do this uh, here on Raiders Fan Radio is now joining me from the other side of the country. And so welcome back. A glorious, rounding uh, sound of applause for uh, former co-host of Raiders Fan Radio, Sonny. What's up, Sonny? 
Yeah, yeah. What up, Josh? Uh, do you go, can I call you your real name, or are you still going by Murph? Uncle Mosh slips every once in a while, but no, it's Murph, man. It's Murph's uh, fan cave. You got to stay on brand, Sonny, as they say. <laughs> I'm excited to be back in, in what was uh, formerly known as the Dago Dungeon. Now it's Murph's fan cave, right? Is that yeah, what that's going on yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's the podcast network now, man, the fan cave. That's cool, man. You've gone on and done bigger and better things than I ever could. And you know what, Murph? I'm going to go full Saltalamakia. Okay, I get I get credit for your success. You're, you're dropping your last name on the show because a long time ago I told you you should host the show, and you're like, no, 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 <laughs> like, Murph, you'd be better at it. And look what's happened. You've taken it to proportions that it would never would have been. And so you know, all your success, I'm okay with your success because it's my success. Well, awesome. Well, I I appreciate the the sentiment. <laughs> I appreciate the kind words, and it's all it always filters back to you one way or the other, right? That's what it. Full That's that, how it works. That's, that's how it works, man. You got to find a way to take credit for it. Well, absolutely. Well, and, and hey, and and we're gonna get to it in a minute. But you've gone on to uh, some amazing things here lately as well, and I definitely want to give you uh, the opportunity to share that with Raider Nation because I know that they've. Uh, I get asked about you all the time, still to this day. Uh, folks cool. still ask me about. about about Sonny and what's what's going on with Sonny and a lot of our callers still greet us with you know what's up Murph what's up Uncle Mosh what's up Sonny like That's so we cool, still we st- cool. you're definitely still in our, in our thoughts and uh, and on the minds of uh, of the Raiders fan radio listeners man so it's good to have you back so uh, Uncle Mosh has been out the past couple of weeks with real life and so uh, Sonny and I were talking the other day and and uh, he was available man so I'm like let's let's do it so we're we're doing it on a Tuesday night uh, instead of our normal Wednesday but uh, man this is going to be great so. Uh, you know, back in the old days when when Sonny and I uh, first started this show, uh, kind of the, the, the core of it, um, really we learned quickly after what, about the first six months or so, that the core of this show was, was the listeners. It was, uh, you know, it was the callers, it was the emailers, and so we started to build the structure around that. And ultimately, that's what we found is, are you on camera now? Yeah, oh, there you are, yeah. It's... <laughs> It's all that we found. That was the best part of the show. So more of you and less of us is a good thing. So we're going to, we're going to stick on that a lot. Now there's a lot of news out there and with the chat going live, we'll definitely be talking to you in the chat and we'll definitely be hitting the news stories, but we're going to kind of hit them as we go through uh, the sea of fans mailbag. Uh, that's I think the most appropriate way to, to, to really include Sonny in this is that get him talking to you all and, and giving his, his take on a lot of what y- your takes are. You guys hear me all the time. So we want to hear a lot from him. So. Murph. What? Who are all these people talking on the YouTube? Yeah, okay. So this is our chat room, man. What so, are you doing nowadays with this thing? I know. It's crazy. So uh, so in the chat there, I'm glad you brought it up. I can't scroll up, but just to uh, shout out a few names in there. Yo, yo, Raider Beto's in there. One Nation Fanware. That's our buddy Just Win Johnny. Uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. Ace is in there. John L. Davis. Uh, Matthew Shawshank Raider. Uh, Jesse Rosales. Two Deuce. There's a whole bunch. So uh, this is really cool, Sonny. So during the show, man, during our live streams, we have the, the chat scrolling and it's hard for me to keep up. Uncle Mosh does a pretty good job of keeping up with it. But I, and I want to, I want to kind of save this sentiment, but I'll, I'll just go ahead and touch on a little bit. Now, all that I said about what we had originally set forth with including the listeners and all that stuff and having them be part of the show instead of us just talking, um, the, uh, a, a really cool side effect of that, Sonny, that has cropped up now is that there's this, uh, a community of, of listeners of our show that have all now like have become friends on their own separate from us. And like, we've got this amazing community of folks, not only on other social media, but especially here's, we're doing the show live 
that just, I mean, they're like, they're our brain. They're smarter than we are. Um, they're funnier than we are. Um, you know what I mean? Like there it's the chat room is amazing. And, um, and I'm not just saying that cause I think so, but I hear from a lot of folks that, that come through different, you know, podcasts and whatnot and live streams and everything. And the, the response has always been the same in our chat room is that you guys have the best chat room that you guys like, have the best people in there. They just sit around. And then as soon as you go live, they just all come f- piling in yeah they kind of just like well i tell them i mean they're not just like sitting around with bated breath waiting for us to go live but um yeah but i let them know on twitter and facebook and so everybody gets their notification our subscribers and then we got like 1400 subscribers now on youtube man and so it's i don't a- even think youtube was around when me and you did the show <laughs> i know right but it's dude i'm telling you it's been such a cool cool That's thing awesome, man. man it's Good job, you know dude. like you know if if people are finding community uh amongst one yeah, another man. and we're just the catalyst of that or the the the, the common ground what then that's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. So for sure. So that's definitely cool stuff. So all right. So let's get get to a couple things real quick, and then we'll uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. So first and foremost, as I mentioned, YouTube is the best way to uh, to support our show. You can subscribe to us. It's youtubecom slash fancave. That's M U R F S fancave. Uh, please subscribe to us there. And uh, you can also find us on any podcast service. Uh, all you got to do is search Murph's Fan Cave and you can find us there. Sonny, something else is kind of new. I, I really, we kind of had to make our thing Murph's Fan Cave because we couldn't use the word Raiders. Like we, we one too many of our, of our friends had gotten uh, uh, crossed up with the league in different ways. And so uh, we're trying to move away from the Raiders, uh, you know, brand. And just so that's why we go with Murph's Fan Cave and RFR essentially. So anyway, so when you look for our podcast on an audio service, just just look for uh, Murph's Fan Cave and subscribe to us in that way. And then lastly, in the description uh, afterwards, and I don't think it's here in the live stream, but you'll see it afterwards, there's going to be a, uh, a link in there to go to NFLshop.com. Uh, if you click on that link to go to NFLshop.com, it doesn't cost you anything extra, but we get a kickback from the league on anything that you buy by going through that link and it will take you straight to all the Raiders stuff. And so anything you buy there, we get, we'll get kicked back that money and we're going to donate it all. We're going to give it away. We're in talks with, with a handful of different charities. Um, our buddy, just when Johnny, who's in the chat tonight is someone that we're working with. Um, he's got a, a heart for suicide prevention. Um, and, and, and I won't speak his business, but he's got a close connection to, to that and how it impacts families. And so, and also with veterans. And so that's, that's where our heart is is and that's where we want to give to so we've reached out to a handful of different uh organizations we haven't confirmed anything yet but that's coming soon and just know this that any of the proceeds that that we get from you clicking that link and going shopping that's where the money's going to go so um you know there's there's nothing wrong i'm a capitalist at heart and there's nothing wrong with people making money off of doing their stuff but that's not what you and i set out to do and that's not what uncle mosh and i want to do with it now sonny so we're going to give that money away uh if any any revenue we can generate man we want to we want to share back right so that's cool man anyway so definitely yeah so definitely help us uh in that way so uh i guess that's it i got some contact information from uh from uncle mosh here all right boys and girls pay attention you got your old uncle mosh here with an update that's right i got some stuff for you take out a piece of paper a pencil (laughs) a pen uh heck use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard as you're driving down the highway first off you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mosh. He twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders 
Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you want to, you if you want to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us on the Raiders Fan Radio hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Good. All right, thank you, Uncle Mosh. And I've, I've switched the camera over there. You can see the Uncle Mosh, the 32 chair, is uh, is is empty over there. Is he's uh, he's unavailable for the show. But you know, I was thinking about us, Sonny, and, and doing the show. And, Aww, and Uncle Mosh, I think about us all the time. Oh, you know. And so I was thinking about kind of where this thing all started and how Mosh was our voiceover guy. And for a long time. And so we don't use those old voiceovers anymore because he's it's him talking to you and me. And so now that you're back on the show for this episode, I thought it'd be kind of fun to to go back and, and revisit a couple of those. So so here's the one. Here's the ultimate qualifier for us about why we're able to do this show. Hey, so this is Uncle Bosch, and apparently all you got to do to host a podcast is have a microphone, a garage, and a couple of Derek Carr jerseys. <laughs> These two did it. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Sonny and Murph. <laughs> Didn't that stem from that one anonymous Raider blogger? Going in hard on people doing podcasts wearing Derek Carr jerseys. That's, Isn't that where it's that thing? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That all that's all you yeah. gotta do is have a couple DC jerseys and microphone. I should have worn mine tonight. I'm wearing my old school sunny and yeah, shirt. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, we should have went straight Derek Carr jerseys. <laughs> yeah. That would have been funny. Just for that guy. Just for that guy. Absolutely. So uh, all right, so we always uh, this is something you started. We always name our episodes after a uh uh, we, we take our episode number and then we reflect it and relate that back to something significant. That's why I had to get out, Murph. You were, you were approaching 100 and I started panicking. I was like, how the heck are you going to name <laughs> name episodes after it's over 100? So I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Once we hit 99, I'm out. Yeah, that I was didn't bu- know you had a way. I thought it was like Y2K, bro. I thought the podcast was going to end at 100. <laughs> and that was before Arden Key, too, man. So you didn't know yeah, what you're going to yeah, do with 99. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's, it's kind of tough, man, figuring out what the three digits are. And, you know, a lot of times it's a yardage total. We've used a section before of the Oakland Coliseum. This one was pretty easy though, man, because it's 122 and 122 as a date is January 22nd. So January 22nd, 1984, Sonny, you want to take a run, putting you on the spot. You want to take a run at what happened on January Super, 20- Super Bowl, right? Ah, Super Bowl three or the, the third Super Bowl for the Raiders, Third right? Super Bowl for the Raiders, absolutely. So that was Super Bowl 18. And Is that a, Black Sunday? Exactly, yeah, Black yeah, Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the Raiders win 38-9, uh, to nine, of course, over the Washington Redskins as they uh, – uh, as they they uh, they handed the Redskins a defeat in which no honor could be salvaged for nothing that blocked or tan nor blocked nor tackled nor ran nor passed could have stopped the Raiders on Black Sunday. Absolutely, no. I'm no John Facenda, but uh, and that was that was when Marcus Allen was still a running back and not an accomplice to the murdering of OJ's wife, right? Oh my God! <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. so that was that was marcus allen running with the night that wasn't yeah, yeah. oj he must have know, got over the, the daylight OJ caught him yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 
All right, so that's episode number 122. So uh, real quick, Sonny, I don't know uh, if you've gotten a chance to listen to our show at all here lately, but uh, I've begged you to get out here for the draft. Now, granted, you have a good reason for not coming out here to the draft this year uh, because you're going to schedule a a Raiders trip instead to go see a game. But uh, for this draft that's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, which is right down the road from where I live, uh, we are going to be there live for the draft. And so we've got a little bit of news for you on that. Awesome. Here is the draft. There's a draft. Today's our draft. Watch out for drafts. This is the NFL draft. The first draft. Look, I'm into a draft. He's going pro in the draft. You're going to the draft? Surefire first round draft pick. Draft looks solid. Good luck with the draft. They drafted me. Apparently you were drafted. I drafted you. I got drafted. Another successful draft. Yeah. Shallow draft. Draft. It's my third draft. You only get drafted once. Well, it's draft day. Let's talk about the draft. This is going to be the worst draft yet. It's our draft. You're drafting me in the first round. Number one draft choice, signed a big contract. Excellent draft. Nash building. Nash building. Nash building. All right, the 2019 NFL Draft, as I mentioned, will be on Lower Broadway of Nashville, Tennessee, and Raiders Fan Radio will be live there from the draft. So the Saturday of the draft, which is April 27th, we will be doing a live stream from the Bavarian Beer House. We're going to be doing that over lunchtime, and it's a, one of them big, giant Hofbrau house kind of things with the big community tables and all the, the big mugs of beer and food and all that. So it should be a lot of fun. So come join us. Please uh, uh, let Raiders Fan Radio be part of your draft experience on the 27th over lunchtime. I think we're going to go live probably right at noon. Uh, We'll be there, of course, that morning to set up and whatnot, so come on whenever you want. Uh, But if you're going to come, please go to the Raiders Fan Radio Podcast uh, Facebook page. We have an event listing there, and just let us know you're coming. There's about 30 of you so far that have done that, and so look forward to seeing you there, and I think we're going to get a lot more. I talked to the lady today, and she told us that that a lot of you are calling the mall, and because this big beer, beer house thing is part of this mall called opry mills did we go there sonny when you were in town did we go to opry Opry mills Mills? yeah that's the big giant mall that's like got like a bass pro shops and an imax theater it's right there on the river where the river boats are and all that i can't remember if we took you up there we did we went to the Opryland Hotel. I know we did that and it's right next door to all that so anyways if you're coming to the draft that's where we're going to be so let us know you're coming so we can let them know because that's that's the main reason we want to know. There's not like you got to buy a ticket or anything. You just show up and and we're going to do the show, but we need to let them know how much room to reserve for us. So the more of you that can let us know about that, uh, the absolute better. So then the other thing is that uh, Music City Raider Nation meets at this place called the Beercade HQ, which is one of those like arcades with like old school 80s games sonny you know where like you but you can get beer yeah yeah, have you seen those things yeah so uh that's where raider nation meets on sundays to like watch games and stuff and that is right downtown so our place is kind of off site a little bit from downtown which that and that was intentional because it's a little bit easier to get to this place is right smack dab uh in the middle of downtown right off of second ave 
And uh, so that night, Saturday night, is one of the official Raider Nation meetups. Well, I've talked to uh, Raider Bam, who is the uh, uh, the president of the Music City Raider Nation, and we're going to be part of their event too. I don't know if we're going to broadcast again or not, or if we're just going to be there to be live or just to hang out and, and, and celebrate uh, the draft with Raider Nation or not. But one way or the other, we're going to be there for that too. So definitely check that out. It's Beercade HQ. It's right downtown, right on 2nd Avenue. So it's going to be a big day for Raiders Fan Radio that Saturday of the draft, a big day for Raider Nation. Um, all reports are that there's about a quarter of a million people coming to town uh, for the draft this year. So it's going to be an absolute, uh, just a uh, just a rock show, man. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're coming, uh, then let us know and definitely look us up at, uh, at both of those locations. All right. So, uh, so let's go ahead and get on to see a fan. So before I hit the music though, Sonny, I touched on a little bit ago about, and, and this was your idea. So when we first started doing this show, we were just a couple of, we're still a couple of knuckleheads with microphones, but we were just kind of getting on the air and talking about Raider news. And we never sold ourselves to be analysts or of any experts or anything like that. Um, but we quit again, quickly realized that we wanted to make other people part of it. That's why we named the show Once Upon a Time Raiders Fancast and then Raiders Fan Radio. Tell them, tell them a little bit, for those that don't know, because we get new listeners every week. Like, our numbers go up and up and up every week, and we get new people, new listeners, new callers every single week. So tell them a little bit about kind of your idea and your reason behind that, coming up with that idea, Sonny. For, for not being analysts? Well, that and, and just the, old, the idea of bringing people in and making them more part of the show than us. Well, yeah, more more of them and less of us, you know. And uh, you know, the whole idea was we're not analysts, you know. We 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 played a lot of Madden, so we think we know about football. <laughs> <laughs> we qualify as what's called Twitter GMs, much like everybody else. And uh, you know, unless you're unless you're paid to do it on a daily basis, like there's no way to keep up. There's no way to do breaking news and stuff like that. And anybody who sits at their house and calls themselves an analyst, well. You know, they're adding on a couple words, a couple extra letters to that terminology, you know. And so we just wanted to create a show because remember, we, we podcasted for years about Madden football. And then, and then we tried to be all wholesome and full house and try to do it about being a father. And that lasted about five episodes. We're like, yeah, this is lame. And then we tried to combine family and, and pop culture and Raiders. And then one day we're just talking, going, you know, all this stuff is kind of lame. Let's just talk about the Raiders. <laughs> and then uh and then we did it and then the whole goal was to to bring people in and and because we were fans we wanted to have a show um about being a fan and stuff like that you know and so that was the whole intention behind it was not to be analysts but just to talk about the raiders to be to be you know kind of like uh uh unabashed and unapologetically sold out for the raiders you know what i'm saying like like not having too much of an objective uh, point of view on them, but just I'm a Raiders fan because I'm a Raiders fan, and that's all you need to know. And so, screw off if you don't like it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and yeah, and I think that's what you've carried forward. I've I've tuned in a couple times to your shows, and uh, it's just it's just gotten more fun. You know, it looks like it's fun to be a part of. It's fun for the chat, and uh, and, and Uncle Mosh took it to a whole other game and stuff like that and stuff. So, um, man, man, it's just it's just cool, and I'm so happy to see that. You know, when I told you I had to step away for a while, you were like, oh, I'm gonna keep it going. And, uh, and I was like, heck yeah, keep it going. And I'm so glad you did. And just seeing him to where it's going. I, I love what you and Mikey do. Mikey's a little crazy sometimes. I don't know if he got <laughs> dropped one too many times, but he needs to take that tinfoil hat off his head because he has some crazy theories. Uh, but, uh, but I love that you're, you're partnering with him. And then Chuck, Chuck used to be just the caller. Now he has his own podcast and stuff. So 
Yeah, man. Cool stuff, man. Just cool stuff. Yeah, good deal. Yeah, right on. I appreciate the, the the kind words. And yeah, and that's and that's that's again, that's been one of the coolest things. And you mentioned Chuck, he's got a call in here in a, in a minute. We've our, cool. we got a lot of our OG made men, man, have, have, have called cool. in. So uh, so we're gonna hear from all those guys. But before we kind of get onto that, actually, I, I I'm gonna stop myself. I want to ask you about what you because I appreciate what you what you had to say about about our show, but. Also, let everybody know about what you got going on, because there's a there's a couple of things I want you to talk about, and I'm going to assume the longer story is the Grammys, which we've told everybody about. But you've also been cheating on me because you're doing another podcast, and uh, but actually you're doing. It with <laughs> I don't your, want to tell you for for a while. I didn't, I didn't know how to break it to you. But actually, you've been doing it with uh, with with your good buddy TJ. TJ's awesome. He's actually been out here. You've brought him uh, on 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 Raider trips with us, and yeah. TJ's and he's such a Niners a, fan, trying to change him over. But he's at least he's an A's fan, so we have that common ground, right? But he's just such a super cool guy, youth pastor, and um and and it's 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 the the oh, I'm gonna let you talk about. It. I want to speak for you, but tell him what you guys got going on with your podcast and about kind of some of the reasons why you stepped away from Raiders fan radio because I think it's this is awesome. This this is life stuff well beyond Raider. And we're going to get plenty of Raiders, guys, so bear with us. But I want Sonny to kind of elaborate on what he's got going on. <clears throat> yeah, well, I appreciate it. Uh, so I stepped away. We, we were having another baby. So I had a, a baby girl back in September. And uh, so that was one of the main reasons is, is family first. So that's three kids under five. And uh, it fully wiped out all the hair I had left on my head. So that was fun. So I had to take care of the baby. Also, um, I, I, a couple of years ago, I started this program. So I work as a counselor for kids in, uh, who have like addictions and mental health issues and they're on probation. So like 90% of the kids I work with are on probation, uh, meaning they committed crimes. You got to adjudicate it through the courts. And so a couple of years ago, I started this program for them, um, on top of just the regular counseling, uh, it's called journaling through music. And I was finding is like a lot of these guys would, would come through my program and they'd have this, this crazy history of like never meeting their father and growing up on the streets and just having a really rough go at it. But, you know, getting them to talk about it was difficult because no kid wants to talk about those hurtful feelings. So I started this program called Journey Through Music where I would create rap beats for them and then they would write lyrics about those issues and then put, them, put pen to paper and then, and then put the lyrics over the beats and we would make songs. And um, so for the last couple of years, it's kind of starting to kind of starting to gain some traction, gain some ground, trying to figure out really how to do that. And now it's kind of got this got legs on it. And so, so now it's starting to kind of get some recognition. We're starting to get our songs out there and, um, and yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, how much more do you want me to go? Well, and then, so this has led to a, not only amazing exposure for your program and the, the first and foremost, the work that you're doing with the kids and helping these, these kids through recovery, these kids, getting them out of the system and you know, all, all that's the, the work and that's the beauty of all of this, but it also led to the Grammys. So, I mean, like, it's not like you guys are just, you are just doing this to do it. You're doing quality work and the end product is getting nationally recognized like it's not like you're just throwing together some music here yeah so we um appreciate that so we entered this this contest it was this national contest um through this organization called music cares and they're an organization that travels around the country and takes care of people who um who are struggling musicians who need recovery and stuff like that so, so we entered this national contest, three of my guys entered the national contest. We submitted uh, two songs and they both won one, won first place and one, won third place. And then the winning, um, while three of all three guys who won 
two guys collaborated, and then two guys who collaborated won first place. So they, they, we all got to go down to the Grammys, and the, and the top two guys who won first place actually got to attend the Grammys and attend the pre-gala and attend the after party and got to go on a tour. We got to meet the, the owner of Vans, or actually his son, but he's the current owner of Vans. We got all his Vans swag and stuff like that. And um, got to, you know, we were like two feet in front of Miley Cyrus and Shawn Mendes and Mark Ronson and Nora Jones and all these kind of crazy people and stuff. And um, got to walk the red carpet at the Grammys and stuff like that. I'll kind of tell you a funny story. So on the red carpet at the Grammys, there's two red carpets. There's like, and they're, and it's divided up by like these dividers and stuff like that. And so on the one side is the, the famed red carpet, right? Where you got the people walking, stopping, getting their pictures taken, stuff like that. And then on the, on the back side of that is where like the rest of the yahoos get to walk through and stuff. So that's where we were. And they're kind of like ushering you, you forward and stuff like that. Right. So we're walking on the back side of the red carpet and you can hear like, turn around, show us the dress, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can hear all that. Right. You hear all the cameras. Like you're like, you're right there, dude. And you are like, what me? Huh? <laughs> when you heard show us the dress you're like oh me yeah 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 like yeah, show yeah. us some leg i'm like well, i got pants on it might be difficult right <laughs> so uh so i'm walking and like you know uh, the dividers you know they, it wasn't a solid wall so you'd see these breaks and you'd see like the cbs cameras and you'd see the, the you know the people walking through and stuff like that and then at the very end i get out of the red carpet area and i get to ready to walk inside the staples center and uh and lo and behold murph who do I meet? The one and only Ron Jeremy. Oh, no. <laughs> of all freaking people, right? So I'm live streaming on, on, our, on our Instagram feed for my, for my, my company and stuff, and we're just kind of having a good time and just kind of going at it and stuff like that. And, I, and I'm like, I'm just in the moment, right? I'm just like talking to everybody and just, what up, what up, what up? You know, I'm pretending I've been there. And I see Ron and I'm like, you know, because, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not an avid porn watcher. I watched him when I was a kid and who doesn't know Ron Jeremy and stuff like that. And he's popular. He's like he transcended, you know, Yeah, he's and a so pop anyway, culture guy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I look over. I'm like, that's freaking Ron Jeremy. And dude, talk about this. Like he looked freaking disgusting, bro. Anyway, so I go walking over there. I'm like, hey, Ron. And he looks up at me. I guess like, I shake his hand, you know, and then I walk off. And, and then you went and immediately washed your hand. Right? And then I go, shh. Can you cuss on here? I go, shoot. I should probably go wash my hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, that was funny, man. I was dying, dude. It was pretty oh, funny. That's funny, man. But uh, but yeah, man, got to got to sit to the Grammys. And the coolest thing is these kids I work with, these kids who have gone through a pretty rough life, used the platform, used their lyrics, used their stories in a positive and healthy way, using rap music, and took the platform and got to go to the Grammys. And then they got a, they got a ton of coverage up or, up here in Oregon. And uh, they were on TV. They were on the radio. They got invited to go into the, uh, into the Oregon State Legislator meetings. They got, they got their song played at the Oregon, Oregon House, uh, the Capitol Building. I'm pretty sure it's wow. the first time a rap song's ever been played at the Oregon, Oregon Capitol. Wow, there. that's sweet. And, uh, yeah, pretty legit stuff, man. So it's just been a lot of fun. And now, like, now all these kids are all hyped up, and they're all coming to me. They call me the white Dre <laughs> and uh, it's good times, man, but it's all for helping these guys get, get through some difficult times in their life and stuff like that. And it's, and it's using rap music in a healthy and positive way, which is, which is super cool. That is amazing, dude. Well, we're, we're proud of you, man. It's, it's uh, that's good stuff. You're literally doing the Lord's work, man. And I think that's, that's beautiful. And, um, 
you know, it, you stepped away from Raiders fan radio for the absolute right reasons and the right things have happened because of it, man. So that's, that's awesome, man. So I, I hope, you're, hope you're proud of yourself and, uh, and we congratulate you, man, on, and on the current and future success of all this, you know, that's, that's sweet, dude. Thanks, man. All right. So, and you're, and so now we can have you like, as the, like official, like celebrity Raider fan interview now too. You know what I mean? You can, yeah, yeah, you can yeah, kind of yeah. check both boxes there, you know? So, all right, well, listen, we're going to jump right into the sea of fans mailbag and, uh, and, and hear from you. We've got a lot of, of your phone calls and emails to get to tonight. And so, uh, without further ado, let's do the, uh, sea of fans. There he is fading, looking, 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 he's under the gun. His body throws. It is. All right, so if you want to be part of Raiders Fan Radio, you can do that in multiple ways. You can call us at 909 345 3346. You can send us an email at show at RaidersFanRadio.com, and you can also join us on the live stream, as many of you are tonight, uh, in the chat. It's Joseph Morales, Jesse, no, not Jesse James. That was a scroll up. I can't scroll up. Uh, Mikey's in there. What's up, Mikey? Uh, Yo-Yo, Running Bear, Two Deuce, of course, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Wyoming Raider, Stone Raider. Uh, get some Doritos, bro. Uh, One Nation Fan Word, that's Just Win Johnny. Uh, lots of folks in there, and appreciate you joining us and supporting us here on Raiders Fan Radio. Hey, and real quick, why? I saw had a comment in there about um, what watch when we say that we're just fans and we're not analysts, it's not a way to knock us down. Look, cause I agree with, and Watts made the comment that, you know, just because I'm not a, on a TV show doesn't mean that I'm less informed than somebody that is. I agree with you. And frankly, I know you and I know your content. You are more informed than most of the people on, on mainstream media. Um, but the idea is that we didn't want to sell ourselves as authorities. We wanted to sell ourselves as fans because at the end of the day, that's all Sonny and I are, are fans. Not that we're not yep. informed, not we, we can't have educated opinions. And I like to think that we, you know, we kind of, we, we kind of hit the pulse of Raider nation once in a while. Um, but it's not, a, but that we don't refer to ourselves in that way to, to downplay or to, you know what I mean? Like I'm proud of what we do. I'm proud of heck of, of, of what we do. And I'll take the Pepsi challenge against any other podcast out there. And there's a lot of good ones. That's not What's the, the Pepsi challenge. Remember the old days where they would pour like two different sodas and then you would taste them blindfold to see which is which. <laughs> that wasn't is, is that how you measure podcasts nowadays i don't know i was just it came out of my my head man it's that's what happens when you're a middle-aged guy i think you should have a push-up contest uh i there's a couple and i, I, can and beat, I nominate I, uncle mosh to do it for <laughs> <Radio>. <laughs> there's probably a couple guys we could take out there but i don't know man uh, kenny and or Jay chicken wing eating contest. they look like they're pretty good shape you know what i mean so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, there's there's a lot of great podcasts out there, and and I just talked about on our on our Mondays with Mike and Murph show this last week that you know uh, we're all about lifting each other up. We're not going to tear yeah, anybody man. else down. There's so much good Raiders content out there, and we celebrate every single one of them. Everyone's got an audience. Everyone's got a voice, and uh, you know we're not gonna 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 bash anyone. But but I am absolutely confident and proud of what of the product that we put together as well. So those things can exist uh, simultaneously there. So anyways, all right. So let's jump in to see if fans. So Sonny, do you know what the Sizzler is? Have you heard that on our show yet? The Sizzler? Yeah, the Sizzler. So the Sizzler, we give out a Sizzler award was every it, week. Wasn't that something that cost Marcus Russell his chance of playing in the NFL? Well, that was Scissor Up. Scissor Up. No, the Sizzler is this. Sizzler. 
Sizzler. Sizzler. Sizzler. Sizzler. Sizzler. Sizzler. So the sizzler is the hottest take of the week, man. It's that's okay. the one that sizzles. It's the the best email, the best voicemail. So we're gonna start off with a uh, with a, with a few voicemails or voicemails. We're gonna start off with a few emails. Um, Hi Murph, my name is Leo. I decided to write this email and tell my Raiders story. I know I was born a Raiders fan from when I was a kid, uh, from my uncle and my cousin. They're and they're like my dad and my brother. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Uh, they are diehard Raider fans. I remember watching games on TV, getting hats and T-shirts for my birthday at a young age. I got an older cousin uh, that would also like to go to games. The best experience I had was when I got tickets to the Black Hole. I bought my boss a ticket for a game because he's a Pittsburgh fan, and it was fun watching everyone rag on him. Uh, we had a great time. It was the game Terrell Pryor ran 93 yards for a touchdown. Ooh, remember that? Yeah, that, that, yeah, was yeah. that was legit. That was legit. My kids and wife are Raiders fans as well. I have two girls and a boy. Uh, I came down with a disease called dystonia and have bad spasms all over my body and it affected my speech. Mm. Uh, I found your show and your, and I love your Raider talk and information. You uncle Mosh and you and Mikey are hilarious. You guys help me not focus on my pain. When I listen to you, want to thank you for replying to my Twitter posts as I do not talk to anyone much anymore. Love you guys. Love your show. Keep up the go, uh, the good work. Go Raiders Raiders all day, every day. Pfft, Leo, dude. I mean that, that gives that's me cool. chills, man. That's legit. And that's what it's all about, man. It's all about connecting Raider Nation. And uh, you are too kind uh, to your comments. And uh, I, I'm jealous you got to be there for that game against Pittsburgh. That was awesome. I'm, I think that was the end zone Terrell Pryor took off from. So Leo was right there in the black hole with Terrell Pryor right in front of him, man, where he took off for that 93 yards. So that's that's awesome. And I and I and at the time, Sonny, that was the longest uh, I know it's the longest quarterback run, right? Is it right? Isn't that the longest quarterback run from? I know it's not the longest Raiders run. Well, I think Tom Brady had a 94 yard run, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He beat Joe Flacco's 93. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who beat Peyton Manning's 92? <laughs> Who beat Dan Marino's 91? <laughs> Who beat Kenny Stabler as a Houston oh Oiler in a 90? Oh my God! You know it's so funny when you look at those old those old. Uh, uh, highlights of kenny man i mean he poor guy he was in such pain man he just i mean limping what do you I'm, think had a worse toll on kenny stabler the partying or playing football oh my dude that's <laughs> i know that's you're being question, i right? know it's, i know you're being legit fun with question. it but that's a legit question man like yeah, my yeah, gosh man that's poor kenny man he took an absolute beating as a player man no doubt yeah. um all right let's see let's go with one more here before we get to the voicemails or some voicemails and then we'll come back to the emails Let's do our buddy Paul. Uh, so our buddy Paul, Sonny, he's in uh, Shropshire, England. Paulie. Hey, Paulie. Hey, everybody's got to have a Paulie, hey, right? Hey, you got to have a guy. and you got Hey, we got a guy. You got, got a guy. You need a guy, a guy in England? We got a guy. Uh, good evening, guys. Another week closer, and the new season hasn't, quite, uh, hasn't been quiet the last couple days. Uh, we've said over the last couple weeks how exciting things will get when free agency hits, and we were right. I have to admit, I wasn't sure about us signing Antonio Brown. I never doubted his talent, but I was more concerned with the perceived baggage that comes with him. I had mm. the same doubts about beast mode, uh, but after you, uh, after listening to your interview with Scott Winter, uh, it calmed me down, and I elated that we've got him. The structure of the deal is favorable, so it makes it uh, even more pleasing, and it's upsetting the Pittsburgh Squealers fans, so it's all good. 
Seems Mayock is a tough negotiator and certainly worked wonders with the deal. Uh, at the time of, of writing things are happening all over the league. LaMarcus Joyner has been announced. Uh, that mm-hmm. was, that's, a, that's a good one uh, uh, for, for us. Uh, great call, Murph, on Monday Night Show. I keep seeing Le'Veon Bell's name being mentioned. Yeah, and it's blowing up in the chat uh, right now, too, uh, the uh, Le'Veon Bell. If we keep producing these quality signings, it's going to be hard to not get carried away with things. And come season prediction time, I could end up off the rails with my prediction. Finally, a couple quick questions for you. All right, so, Sonny, let's let, let, let you answer these questions. I haven't even looked at them yet. Okay. So, I'm putting you on the spot. All right. Do you think if we want one or two more big free agent signings, that Derek, contra- that Derek Carr's contract could be tweaked to free up some extra cap space? Well, of course. I mean, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah, absolutely not. And it, yeah. I mean, I just saw today. You see that the Bears are already starting to rework Max's contract. <laughs> Did you see that? It's yeah. got, oh my gosh! It's you know, uh, I good. Uh, one one thing Vic Tafer said that I think was the best statement around all of this is now we're going to really see if Derek Carr is Derek Carr or not. You know, because like 2016, we all remember that year. That was that was when Derek Carr was the MVP candidate, and until Christmas Eve happened, and then you know we don't talk about that. But uh, but now he has Antonio Brown. So now it's like, this is the year that John Gruden is going to figure out, is Derek Carr the guy or not? Like, can he be productive with Antonio Brown? There's no more excuses, you know? Like, there's no more Cooper didn't run routes or Cooper didn't try. There's no more of that. Like, we got freaking Antonio Brown. He, he's been the dominant receiver in the NFL for the last six years. And uh, this is a put-up or shut-up year for Carr, you know? So, I, so, yeah. So, if Carr puts it up, then we know he's our guy. Then maybe we, we work it, work his contract. And then, you know, maybe it's a little more court or friendly for the team, team friendly. And uh, we can get some more players. Or if, if he's not the guy, then, you know, then we learn how to move on and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good deal. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a great point. And uh, yeah, the, the, the Bears contract uh, for Khalil Mack, they've created 11 million in cap space by converting 13 million of his base salary and roster bonus into a signing bonus. So they're already starting the uh, uh, the dominoes on, on reworking that. And I'm with you on the point, too. That's, a, I think, a critical point that you make, Sonny, about, you know, look, I, I've been accused of being a bootlicker and an apologist. And like you said, we're unabashed Raider fans. Like, sure, yes, I mean, look look at my freaking house, for crying out loud. I mean, yes, we are on, on – look at yours. You know, like, we are unabashed Raider fans. And so I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to apologize for taking the side of the team. But I am also a realist, and so are you. And – yeah, if if now after loading up Derek Carr with a bunch of weapons, if he's still throwing picks in the end zone, yep. guess who's going to be the first couple of guys to call him out? It will be us. So I'm with mm-hmm. you, man. It's like this is going to be finally, I think we're uh, we're approaching uh, uh, put up or shut up real quick for uh, for Mr. Carr. All right, let's go ahead and jump in. Let's hear from uh, uh, from some some voicemails. So we uh, we always start off, Sonny, with our call from the Capo. Um, uh, if you want to be a made man on Raiders Fan Radio, you got to call the show and you get your voicemail played three times. And uh, there's about 30 made men now. And uh, the made man of the made men, uh, we call him the Capo. He is Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. Yeah. Greetings. Here you cute up ready coming to you from the great state of Texas. That's right, Texas. I'm back where I belong. Um, Murph, Sonny, Moss, little, little, little Murph, you little scallywag. But 
we want to welcome a couple of cats to uh, Raider Nation in grand fashion. I mean, we've taken a complete 180 as it relates to Antonio Brown, the price that we gave up for him, all that, you know, makes what we did in order to bring on this potential malcontent, you know, an afterthought. Welcome, Antonio Brown. We also want to welcome uh, Trent Brown, um, mountain of a man, particularly our left tackle, maybe the answer of right tackle, from New England. Welcome aboard. But I've got to put up the kibosh and say no way on Lev Bell. It's just not fiscally responsible at this point, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with Beast Mode. And remember, Chris Warren III is yet to be revealed, so I'm out on Bell. And since we're saying no way, no way to Justin Houston. He can kiss my toe. I ain't trying to be with that dude, man. He's just too long a tooth, man. Once again, Chucky said we're not trying to retread, you know, stop gaps that are on the wrong side of 30. Um, too bad we lost out on Landon Collins. Really wanted that guy banging the drum for that dude. But, you know, the Redskins wanted him more than we did. But that does not mean that we don't have viable safety candidates out there. Adrian Amos, remember, he's a safety, 26 years old. He plays with he shall not be named up there in Chicago. And ha-ha Clinton Dix, he's 26 as well. Both of these guys got good pedigrees, and they can basically, you know, shore up our back end. All eyes should remain on C.J. Mosley, our middle linebacker. C.J. Mosley, keep on reciting Uh-oh. the name. We've got to speak it into existence. Um, the hit list, Kalechio uh, Simile, uh, K.O., you're rumored to go to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, see you. Um, we need to free up that cash space. We might just get that three-year number five pick back that we gave up for A.B., um, once again, the hit list, Johnny Townsend and Donald Penn. You guys will be all-stars and remain on that. Uh, respect to Miliano, the big Raider trucker, Mojo Raider, B-Dog, Raider Ramon, Ron and Alliance, Johnny Wasabi. And i got to give it up to my beautiful wife celebrating our 20th anniversary day after there tomorrow. The beautiful Mrs. Q-Dog. Love you, Stephanie. Wow, isn't that cool, man? Good guy. Good guy, Q-Dog. Good guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, obviously, his call came in before a lot of the big uh, uh, names started dropping. And actually, he called us back. Uh, we've got another one uh, from, from the capo here in just a sec. But, but, but what do you think about that? We saw CJ. We were banging the drum for Landon Collins, Sonny, and CJ Mosley. Those are the two guys. But we didn't get them. But my gosh, they got to get paid. Whew. Everybody's getting paid, That's bro. True. Crazy. <laughs> That's Crazy. True. Crazy. That's true. That's true. All right, next up here, we're going to hear, and again, we're going to hear from Aaron here in a second. Uh, before we get to that, though, we're going to hear from uh, one of the OG made men here on, on Raiders Fan Radio, as Sonny mentioned. He then uh, uh, spun that into his own show, and you can find that show uh, right here on the Murph's Fan Cave Podcast Network. That is the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead, Tom, and Fitz. And uh, let's hear from our buddy Chuck, Splatterhead McCann. What's up, guys? It's Chuck Splatterhead McCann, I had to call in because it sounds like you're having a reunion show tonight. So what's up, Perf? <laughs> what's up, Sonny? Uh, what an exciting turn of events this week, man. I am pretty stoked. Hey, I'm driving. I see a Raiders sticker in front of me. i got to catch that car. Man, Antonio <laughs> Brown. Everything else is going. Looks like you got your safety from the Rams there, Murph. I was listening to you on Mikey and Murph. That's a, that's a, that's a great move, too. I'm telling you, Gruden is uh, he's laughing right now at all the talking heads because I'm telling you, this guy, him and Mayock are making moves to put the Raiders into a position to do good things, even before Vegas. You know, let's hope it all pans out. Let's hope we can uh, give Carr more than, you know, 0.2 seconds to get the ball to uh, Antonio Brown 
and I see some big stuff happening. Really exciting. Uh, Chris Potts is losing his mind. Um, I always have to talk about him. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're rolling, man. So, hey, remind everybody, especially the Jersey people, I'm talking to Rev Raider, uh, Yayo, all you guys, man. We got a St. Patrick's Day parade coming up here in uh, Newton, New Jersey this weekend. It's going to be the Black Hole chapter. You got people coming up from the York PA Booster Club, friends and family, man. We're decking out Raiders gear and marching in this parade deep in the heart of Jets and Giants country. So hope to see you guys there, man. Hit us up. Everybody on the East Coast is welcome. Just when Johnny's going to be there. Got good stuff going on. So uh, anyway, man, just wanted to, to give a shout-out since the old crew seems to be uh, on the schedule for the show tonight. I'll talk to you guys soon, man. And i got a show coming for you, too, Murph. I just got to do a little editing of... Uh, Fits his potty mouth. But it wasn't too bad this time, so I should be able to get it done fairly easily. All right, take care, guys. I feel so bad because they got to, sometimes, man, especially if they get to drinking a little bit, the Chuck, they do a car horn instead of a beep, and I know Chuck okay. is working overtime on the car horn button, man. Hey, hey, much love to Chuck. And, and to you too, Murph, because on this new podcast I do with my friend TJ, I spent like three, four hours editing the damn thing. Like, there is a lot to put out a podcast, man. So props to you, Chuck. Love to hear your voice, man. That's cool. He's a longtime listener, man. Chuck was there way back in the day. Way back in the day, man. One of the first, uh, Chuck, for those of you who don't know, is the president of the New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole. And they were one of the first uh, clubs we had on, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of our very first interviews. First top five within there. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Chuck's been around a long time and part of this show for a long time. We appreciate him and, uh, and, uh, and Mikey. His crew. Mikey says, I have been around Ron Jeremy a little too much for my comfort as well. Very <laughs> dirty old man. Mikey, why have you been around, around Ron Jeremy? What was the context for this contact? That's what I'm curious. I'm guessing that was some sort of a Hollywood party and uh, Johnny Drama was probably in, uh, involved somehow as well. Johnny Drama. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hear from our buddy Aaron, the Q Dog Raider. He called back. Greetings. Um, normally, I don't do this a two-time call during a week, but this is extenuating circumstances. Uh, <laughs> greetings, Sonny, Murph, uh, Mike Old Times, isn't it? Uh, on this, the eve of my 20th wedding anniversary, I'm sitting here beside the lovely and vivacious Miss Stephanie, who's put up with my black ass for far too long, but let's get in the radio talk. <laughs> How about me going with on my aspiration about getting C.J. Mosley? Congrats to him. He got a mega deal with the J-E-T-S. <laughs> he gives a damn. But anyway... Um, how about the collapse of the Pittsburgh Steelers and their credibility? I big mean, time, honestly, the poster child for the bandwagon organization in the NFL just turned into the uh, the clown car of the NFL. And I tell you what, couldn't happen to a better team. And speaking mm-hmm. of clown cars, a first, third, and, of course, my Neo, fellow Q-Dog Jabril Peppers, being traded to the New York football giants in exchange for, well, the marginally masculine Odell Beckham Jr. Um, hello, Cleveland. Make sure you sleep uh, the mustard and black this coming season. Um, we aren't done. I mean, I, I think that we might have a shot at getting uh, Lev Bell, but I don't covet this cat. If we get it, I won't stop it, though. But we're on the clock. Uh, Raiders, we're nomadic conquerors. I mean, that's what we are traditionally. But let, let's just go ahead and put it out there. I want to go ahead and put a dig in officially that, you know, this thing of ours becomes an official Raiders Booster Club, the nomadics. Think about it. But this isn't about me. Let's go ahead and give it up to our new 
Sergeant at Arms. Give it up for Emiliano, the big Raider trucker. Big ups to you. I mean, you're a yeah. definite testament to your father's legacy, and there's no true, uh, no truer Raider ever created. Long live you, bruh. This goes out to all the made men. And Sergeant at Arms, your first duty, uh, let's keep this douchebag, uh, the self-proclaimed Dr. Death at bay. <laughs> oh man he's going the, in hot oh man he's the best hot. he's the best hey, so go ahead you, you I, take I ain't it. gonna lie though murph i will always root and cheer and and be be uh emotionally unregulated when it comes to the writers but i'm looking forward to watching the cleveland browns this year bro that's all i gotta say okay about. fair enough yeah, i mean dude oh Oh, Odell, what, what do you say? The marginalized masculine, <laughs> marginally masculine. Uh, Odell and Jarvis Landry coupled with Baker's. I don't yeah. give a flying F attitude. Like, get out of here, dude. Man, that and, team's going to be fun to watch. And Nick Chubb, right? Ooh. I mean, yeah, they got weapons, man. They got weapons. There's and it's no- OK for us to root for them because we got two Browns on our team right now. Right. Antonio Brown and Trent. Brown. That's right. So it's OK. Yeah. That's there's, a- there's correlation there. I like your numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and as long as neither one of the none of the Browns that play for our team wear eighty one anymore, because you know when Farrell Brown did that, dude, it, it yeah, messed me yeah, up, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, quit yeah. it with that. Yeah. So, but let's know. let's let me ask you a question though. Let's okay. think about this. I, I listen to Rome and Patrick. And they all cower, and everybody says their things. Okay. They're coming here for the money. Like like it seems oh, like sure it, sure you know Antonio Brown. I, I hear a lot of people going, yeah, Gruden Gruden's pulling in the guys like. No, they would have signed here if Dennis Allen was still coaching because they got thirty-one million dollars guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? So like, I I don't want to, I don't want to give Gruden too much credit here, but I think he deserves some credit. He's doing something. But Antonio Brown got paid. Trent Brown got paid. And here's the other thing: whenever New England doesn't re-sign a player, and and anybody else signs that player, how often does that player really excel? You know what I'm saying? So while I'm hopeful that Trent Brown is going to live up to expectations, Todd Downing taught me to hold my breath (laughs) and wait and see what actually happens before I start selling everything, planning the Super Bowl trip that year. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think the thing that's encouraging to me in terms of this New England signing is that this is a young player. This isn't Richard Seymour or Lawyer Malloy or Ty Law or William McGinnis or whatever, you name it, on and on and on and on and on. They're usually Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins was kind of in his prime, but for the most part, they they kind of they they part with players like either at their eighth or apex or just after. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, but where but Brown, I what is he, 25? He's young. Yeah. So this is not, you know, a, not even a 28, 29 year old player here. Talking about a guy that's got a lot of playing time left, which is un that is unlike the Patriots. Cause usually they're not old, but they're it's like just before they get old. Like they're you know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. sell them the, the players at their peak value, which is smart. Um, and he wasn't there very long. He was only there a year, right? Because he was on the Niners before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he switched positions yeah. too, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, he was he's right a great story. He's a huge man. He's like six, he's, three, eight, he's 380 pounds. It's crazy. He's like the big show. <laughs> he's monstrous. But we got the big show. We got the big show. So anyways, but, uh, but thank you for, for both the calls capo. Congratulations to you and your lovely wife, Stephanie, Stephanie. Uh, we definitely congratulate you from, from, uh, your friends here at Raiders fan radio on 20 years of, of marriage, man. That's awesome. And so, you know, Sonny, I, I mentioned we had a lot of those old sound bites from when uncle Mosh used to do our voiceovers for us. 
So uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna play one, and then we're, we'll dedicate this to uh, uh, to, to Q Dog and Miss Stephanie. Sitting there in your kimono, looking at your baby in her caftan. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. That's right. Two bald-headed idiots talking to you guys. <laughs> Keeping their foreheads slick and sexy. That's by Raiders fans. For Raiders fans. The only fans that matter. <laughs> Uncle Mosh, man. Look at my glasses fog up. That's the new thing now, man. My glasses fog up. Whenever I start laughing too much, my glasses fog up. So it, it, every time I hear something goofy, it... it uh, Makes my glasses fog up, but I can't see. All right, let's go uh, to our buddy, Big Raider Trucker. Congratulations. Nominated as our new Sergeant of Arms, Sonny. The capo of the made men nominated uh, Emiliano, Big Raider Trucker, as the Sergeant at Arms and, uh, and, and advised him to regulate that one fan. I'm not going to bring up his name uh, on the show, but, uh, but yeah. So I guess uh, old Big Raider Trucker, he's our new enforcer. With a shout-out to Wolfpack Nation, I want to say, finally, Big Raider Trucker, has come back to the CFS <laughs> mailbag, baby. What is going on, Raiders fan radio? Your boy is back. Finally. Oh, it's been one hell of a ride, man. Just had to check in with you guys. Sonny. Welcome back, my brother. Murph. Uncle Mosh. Um, wow. I miss you guys. We're doing a lot with uh, Raider Jeff. Got the shirt still up for sale. It's just been crazy. Shout out to Capo, Mojo Raider, B Dog, and a Pastor. Um, I'm back, guys. Gonna dedicate myself more to the show. Anyways, real quick, AD, welcome to the nation. Thank you for doing something with your mustache, looking like a dirty walrus. My goodness. <laughs> um, also, uh, Trent Brown is in town. I don't solidify the left side or right side. Don't know what's going on with that. Um, with free agency, there's a lot of people that have already been gone that we kind of fell in love with. No, I apologize. You know what I mean? Shouldn't have got uh, so in love with these guys knowing that they could have ended up anywhere. Also, the draft is going to be one hell of a shit show because what are we going to do now? <laughs> we just picked up people that we needed that we thought we were going to go in the draft. Anyway, Sonny, preach, brother. Preach. I want to hear from you. Give us the Raider news. Murph, love you, man. Also, I want to add in Raider Nation. Don't forget, and please, 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 I understand we're happy for Antonio Brown in the offense. But let's not get too crazy on the hype train. There's still one prize in mind. We need to win the division. Don't It starts and ends with the division. Don't get hooked on, oh, yeah, we're playoff down, baby, Super Bowl. No. Let's take care of the division first for a couple years in a row, and then we can start to have these conversations of the glory days once again. Please, Raider Nation, that's all I ask. Also, uh, like I said, um, what happened in Vegas, start Oakland shirts are still um, online and for sale. Go ahead and show them some love. All right. Like I said, guys, missed you. Uh, I'm back, baby. I'm back. So, Raider Nation, draft going down. want to apologize. Uh, Murph, Murph and Uncle Mosh, sorry I won't be able to make it. Um, got some things in the works that don't allow me. Capo, really sorry. Um, but like I said, guys, uh, let's, uh, let's see what this draft holds. But it kind of looks like we're making that turn. And we're, we're making the turn, Nation. Great things on the horizon. Big Raider Trucker, out. <laughs>
All right, there he is, Emiliano, Big Raider Trucker. Hey, it's okay, can't join us for the draft, but definitely check out our live stream, and we'll look forward to, uh, to catching up with you that way as we're there Saturday for the draft. So, uh, um, good. So, oh, Sonny, real quick, too. We did a tagline contest on the show. and He won, um, right? He, what happens in Vegas uh, started in Oakland? That's it, man. And so yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he trademarked cool. it, and he's making T-shirts, and our buddy Jeff from Dead Pirate Sports uh, uh, linked up with Emiliano and they're selling shirts and they're selling like crazy. So congratulations to him. Uh, business is booming on t-shirts for, for Emiliano. So that was pretty cool. That's cool. That's cool. Absolutely. Good to hear your voice, Emiliano. Appreciate uh, kind words and stuff. And the dirty walrus might be my favorite <laughs> line to date so far. That was pretty good. <laughs> hey, Murph. Yeah. W- what is 11 feet and four inches? Oh, no. 11 feet. And four, I have no idea. Both of our starting safeties. <laughs> What's 11 feet, four inches, and can't cover a tight end? The Raiders starting safeties. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at like time saying? bandits back there in the secondary. Oh my gosh, dude! You know what I'm saying now maybe uh, it might be a good thing. Maybe every quarterback's gonna be like, "Hey, I don't see anybody." It's because they're too damn small. You're gonna be able to see them back there, man. Like, what the hell? Oh my anyway, gosh, yeah, dude! Combined tight eleven feet for it. Well, that's, that's listen. I love Lamarcus Joyner. Look, the guy's a tackling machine. He's five eight. He reminds me of Bob Sanders. Remember the old safety for the yeah for the yeah Colts? yeah yeah yeah. He's, know, my, he's a stud. He's a stud. He's that kind of a player. But I'm with you though on the on the. We are definitely vertically challenged when it comes to our safeties. And, vertically challenged. But uh, maybe uh, there's like a you know Nasir Adderley out of Delaware is a big safety. Maybe uh, you know I know we kind of got our our, our our hand burned by uh, Obi Melifonwu, but you know by taking a guy from you know a northeast small school um, that's a size speed guy. But you never know. I mean, why not? So uh, we're because I don't think the Raiders are done. At safety, do you? I don't think they're no, finished. I think no, they I got. Think they're done. Yeah, I think they're done. And I honestly think Joiner is going to be rolled into that nickel cornerback more often than not. Oh, that's a good point because that's he's really good at that coming yeah, down low yeah. and, and playing that nickel like Tyron Matthew. Frankly, yeah, yeah that's yeah, exactly same yeah. kind of same kind of player there. Yeah, so that's that's a good call. All right, let's go to another one. All right, so we've been doing this um segment sunny called raiders and pop culture and uh so we're going to tie that in to see if fans because our buddy houston raider steve who's like our our resident historian of the raiders he's always got amazing stories uh and he had one this week and uh he tells a story about hunter thompson and his involvement with the raiders and uh, in an article that he wrote in rolling stone magazine uh, back in the 70s like 73 and so i thought it was a really cool story and it kind of hits both beats not only is he a, a see a fans caller but it also is a raiders and pop culture so uh, we're going to call that a, a dual segment on this call. Hey, uh, Mosh and Murph, Houston Raider Steve, Oakland Raider History. Uh, back in 1972, Rolling Stone Magazine sent uh, Hunter Thompson, fair and loathing, um, gunso journalist, to go cover the uh, Oakland Raiders. And uh, Ala Cosell said it was obvious from the uh, few questions that uh, Hunter asked that he wasn't there to write about the football team, he, that he was there to cause problems. He would be on the sideline for about a month. Uh, talking to Al about foreign affairs. One time he talked to Al about uh, Al was trying to uh, get property in Aspen, Colorado, and they were concerned about his Las Vegas connections, Al. And uh, Hunter said he was going to be the sheriff over there. He knows, he knows that somebody that was the sheriff. Anyway, so he would get passes. For a month he was on the sideline, and uh, 
uh, talking to Al and stuff, a lot of the players couldn't believe it because nobody was never on the sidelines talking to Al, especially during practices. And uh, after the games, they used to hang out at the uh, Big Al's Cactus Room. Uh, a lot of the players liked him. But the problem was he was trying to uh, give them uh, cocaine and stuff to try to get them to open up about stuff. And uh, Jim Otto said that he didn't uh, – he wasn't his kind of person because he, uh, he, he didn't – that was during the time of uh, uh, hard drugs, uh, cocaine, and uh, – uh, all that jazz and everything that wasn't his scene and everything for Jamato. But that uh, anyway. So what the thing was is eventually after all that, um, he his uh, he was Al banished him from the sidelines. But before that, he used to get up in the press box, be down on the sidelines, and you know hanging out with the players and everything like that. So uh, they said that also that the uh, living with the Oakland Raiders in the early 1970s was like uh, it wasn't much different from living with the Hell's Angels and everything. So. Um, Anyway, so it was a short-lived thing. It was, uh, like I said, less than a month. But uh, he was a huge Raider fan, uh, Hunter Thompson. And um, I don't know, it's, just, it's, it's interesting, but Al figured out who uh, Hunter Thompson was and everything due to the, the few questions that he did ask. But uh, that's part of Raiders history, and I thought that would send that in. And go Raiders. So that's a pretty crazy story. So I want to ask you, Sonny, so, um, you know, knowing who Hunter S. Thompson is and, and researching this article after I heard Steve's call, uh, yeah, the Raiders were not happy about having him around. Like they were, this was not like a you know a George Plimpton paper lion type thing. This was like mm-hmm. he was forced on them. He was not a good guy. He didn't jive well with the players. You know, there was obviously the substance stuff going on and all that. Um, but out of that, and it, but what Hunter did at least observe was, and he talked about the Raiders being like the Hell's Angels, and that caught my attention because that reminded me a lot of what attracted your dad uh, my other uncles what like that was the whole renegade raiders of the 70s like that was a thing like and al cultivated that he wanted them to be like that right and you i mean we are products of that exact thing especially you because your dad was right in the middle of all that wasn't he Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you know i've often wondered if it was if al davis was a marketing genius or if he just stumbled upon that and kind of what what the originality and the origins of that were because let's face it we're 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 still living on those memories today you know what i'm saying like you know we all talk about the raiders being the raiders like that's from oh, now close to 40 years ago the raiders have they've been the raiders you know for the last 25 <laughs> years you yeah. know and so we're all dying for them to get back to that and it's it's almost like you know we're all living off of that mystique now and and it's cool and it's fun and it's exciting, but I want my kids to have some mystique. I want I want I want to witness it. You know, I want to I want to live in it. I want to I want to know what it's like for my team to be successful and walk into my office and be like, "What's up, punks?" You know, and and not have to defend them all the time and stuff like that. Right, you know? right. So it'd be nice for that stuff to come back around, and maybe Chucky's going to get us there, and Mayock's going to help us get there and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, my dad was biting. Mean, that's. You know, they, they told stories walking into the Oakland Coliseum, you know, with a uh, milk jug full of beer and stuff like that, you know, and how many stories stemmed from uh, their times at the Oakland Coliseum and stuff. And it was just such a um, – I remember you talked about it once, how, how like, Kenny Stabler and Fred Bolitnikoff were, like, your superheroes and stuff, you know. They were, yeah. they were like, uh, your folk heroes of the day and stuff, you know, and so – yeah, listen, uh, sure, your, man. your dad and my uncle Murph and, and and my dad and and Mosh and all them listening to them tell stories about the Raiders of the seventies. Yeah, they were. I mean, you know, of course, I was into Star Wars and all that stuff as a young kid. But outside of that, like 
Villa Piano and all these like Stabler and Sistrunk and you know the, just their names alone the man from Mars and yeah, kick yeah, him in the head Ted and the mad stork and assassin and you know what I mean and all that stuff and, and the names Death of the plays and, and stuff like that yeah you know? exactly just, yeah. it was like it was like they it was were a folklore were, yeah exactly it was that was yeah it was like myth you know and and so mm-hmm. yeah they were they were larger than life characters to me by by far by far and and I got because that what wasn't you couldn't YouTube highlights. You couldn't go and no, watch no. stuff on ESPN or whatever. All that stuff got passed on to me from your dad telling me stories about, and I know he obviously did you as well, but I mean, but that's where all that, that came from. And so, yeah, that's where Dude, well, well, I, know, I, I think I've shared this before on here, but uh, when my dad passed, you know, he, he didn't have, you know, he had stuff lying around, but he had this one briefcase just full of random crap in there, you know? And he had newspaper clippings from the seventies of like the stats for the game and stuff like that, dude. Like, like that's how hardcore he was, man. <laughs> like, you know, this is 40 years earlier. He was keeping the, the stats from the games and stuff like that. And like, that's nuts. You know, like, like I think sometimes we forget how, how nice it is. We are like, Oh, what's the Raiders depth chart? Click, click, click. Oh, what's the Raiders cap space? Yeah. Click, click, click. You yeah. Know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like we forget how like how it was back in the day and stuff. And so uh, I, I've kept those those clippings and stuff. I have them uh, in another place in my office. Probably. Oh, sweet. But yeah, man. Just kind of super cool. You know, that's Crazy. cool. That's cool. Right on. Right on. Yeah. Your dad was OG, man. He was I mean, he, he fostered a lot of this. Him and, and, and my Uncle Murph. Uh, that's yep. my, my dad's youngest brother and Sonny's dad were best friends. And so uh, and they were the you know, they were and they were my heroes, too. They are the reason this podcast exists. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, Hey, real quick, um, uh, earlier today, uh, even though it's, it's sunny, it's in the tampering period, right? You're not supposed to, uh, yeah, this is the legal tampering, the legal period. tampering period, but, uh, LaMarcus Joyner and, uh, and, and, and Carl Joseph apparently made a joint appearance and, uh, must've been like on an Instagram or something. And, uh, the Raiders I know it wasn't fan- to ride a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and the Raiders fan radio microphones were there. So let's go ahead and check in with that real quick. We represent the fellas. It's Mojo in San Diego. Just woke up here in uh, sunny SoCal. And got some good news this Sunday morning. We got a... Um, New Ferrari for uh, for Coach Gruden to play with. Just wanted to throw some stuff out of you, man. I, I've, I've been uh, social media. I think he broke the internet. Uh, people been tearing me up, man. Just a lot of hate. Hey, this, a b that, yada yada yada. How old he is? Thirty one. Can you believe they're telling me that since he's thirty one years old, he's too old? Jerry Rice put up his biggest numbers ever when he was thirty three. I think we're good, and I'm excited to see. You can tell already that the guy can't wait to put the uniform on. He gets it. He understands the heritage and the history, uh, and, and he's ready to perform. Sky's the limit. I think uh, Mayock and Gruden uh, really really made it look easy, man. These guys are these guys did this right. What we gave up for him and the potential of what we're getting is totally one-sided. <laughs> we, got, we got Amari Cooper, gone, who didn't care about being a Raider. Got a first-round draft pick for him. Kept that first-round draft pick. They gave away a three and a five for quite possibly the best receiver in the league. All right. So, hey, Sonny, I want to run this by you. So I'm sorry there. Mojo's call got cut off. 
so it's something that's interesting is that I've heard a lot of people say that, oh, Al Davis would be smiling on this one, man, if he would have loved the idea of Antonio Brown. And I, and I agree with that sentiment. I think the difference between this Raiders and Al Davis's Raiders, especially at the latter part of his career, is what Mojo said. They did it the right way, didn't they? Yeah, Davis would have gave him like $170 million guaranteed <laughs> towards the end of his career. Uh, but no, they did it the right way. And what I love is that he made the point, we still have all our draft picks. Like, like one of the things I thought of, and I think I heard it somewhere, is that if we would have flipped the first round draft pick that we got from the Cowboys for Cooper, for Antonio Brown, we all would have said that's a win, right? Because it was like, we basically oh, traded yeah. Amari Cooper for Antonio Brown. Right. Who wouldn't want that? But we got Antonio Brown, and we still have three first-round draft picks. And then you pointed out, because I was sitting there going, man, we're throwing away a lot of money. Why don't we just pay Mac? Well, Mac got what? $90 million guaranteed? Yeah. Right? And yeah. so, you know, we gave Antonio Brown 30. I think we gave Trent Brown close to 30, right? Yep. Uh, I don't know how much we gave uh, the second half of the Lollipop kids. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we got these players – for the money we would have had to give Mac, and we still have three first-round draft picks. And so part of me is going, what are you doing, Gruden? Like, is this a rebuild? Is this a retool? Is this a figure out what you have in 2018, find out where the holes are and as, as we ramp up to, to Vegas? Because, like, we're, we're bringing in veterans. We still have all these great draft picks. Um, you know, it's kind of like – and I hear a lot of the the, the – the professional analysts on TV saying this, they're like, you can't believe Gruden because it's not a rebuild because he's bringing in all these veterans, but he's holding on to these draft picks. It's kind of like we got the best of both worlds, right? We got all, all this free money to use and we have all these draft picks to use as well and stuff, you know? And so I'm thinking he's, he's kind of giving us weapons. He likes his veterans. Look what he did with the rice and, and uh, Tim Brown back in the day. So we know he knows the value of a veteran. Antonio Brown is a diva but he's the hardest working diva in the NFL, according to a lot of reports and stuff like that. Um, so hopefully he'll come in and bring that culture. And then we have the, the draft picks to draft, you know, front seven, right? You fix our pass rush or maybe help shore up the offensive line. What's going to go on with Donald Penn? Uh, how long is, yeah. is Hudson going to be around for, you know? And so there just seems to be a lot of, a lot of a pl room to play and room to, to do what we need to do and stuff like that. You know, and regarding Le'Veon Bell, we don't need Le'Veon Bell. What, why do you need a running back, right? Who, who, what do you need a running back for anymore in the NFL, right? So, like, I don't think Le'Veon Bell's worth the money he would eat up to bring over to, to the Raiders, and that, especially since we got Lynch sitting there and Chris Warren III sitting there as well and stuff. So, anyway, man. Yeah, I, I, I agree with those wholeheartedly. I think that's a great point. And, you know, we're big fans of Chris Warren III, man, and, and you're right. The, the money, man, I mean, he's – if. He, you're not going to nah, get him at seven, eight, nine million bucks. You're talking about 15, 16, 17 million, right? And that just exactly, overshoots exactly. his value, especially based on what the Raiders' needs are. So I'm with you, Sonny. Um, okay, next up, we got a new caller. Uh, I believe it's Raider Juan. It was hard to hear his first name, but uh, let's hear from him. Yeah, this is Raider Juan. I'm calling you first time caller. I just want to, I just want to know what you think about, you know, us getting the Marcus Jr. and um, Brown the. Up in Salama from the New England Patriots, because I hear he wasn't that good when you know before he got to the Patriots um, the up in Salama, and um, once 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 he got there that they you know they he got good, and now that he's gonna be out of there to the Raiders, he's gonna go back to being bad. So I just want to I just want to know what they think and 
see if this is not, you know, oh, because he joins the Raiders, he's going to be a bad guy now. I just wanted to see what you think about that and uh, about Brown, uh, the wide receiver we got from Pittsburgh. And, uh, well, you guys, Uncle Marsh and, and Murph, you know, take care and God bless you. All right, Juan, appreciate the phone call there. And, you know, Sonny, you you kind of uh, prophesied that one a little bit. You, you, you just touched on Brown. And then also you mentioned, you brought that up, that about Patriots that go on uh, in their career to other places that typically they don't perform real well there. So what, what, do you, what do you think about Juan's comment? About LaMarcus Joyner? Well, I'm or sorry, he brought up Joyner first, but he also brought up Brown about him leaving the Patriots and is he going to kind of fall off now? Yeah, I mean, time will tell. Time will tell if it was the system. You know, Brady doesn't hold on to the ball very very long, you know, and so um, can Gruden be, have a oh, system? Point. Yes. And so, you know, was Brown, did his numbers benefit from how fast Brady got rid of the ball? Well, I'm sure they did. Now, Carr got rid of the ball, I think, faster than anybody in the league last year. Um, and part of that, you know, is, is he scared or is that the way Gruden was doing it and stuff? But I think the bigger question mark is, is, uh, is LaMarcus Joyner because in 20 – what was it, 2017? He was like one of the top-rated safeties in the whole entire league. Yeah. And then in 2018, he fell off. And so now it's coming back around like, all right, well, who is this guy? And did the Rams change up their scheme in 2018? Did they play a little more aggressive? So he got beat more deep, you know, kind of kind of. who is this guy going to be? And, and, and is it the 2017 version or 2018 version? Who knows, you know? Um, but I like that Gunther, Paul Gunther, uh, has a lot more weapons now to use on defense, and uh, at least with Joiner and, and who we're going to draft and all that stuff, you know. So, and I think we just uh, re-signed uh, Hankins, right? Didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan yeah, Hankins. Yeah, yeah, we got like yeah, five yeah. defensive tackles now. So, that idea. Yeah. Anybody that's thinking Quinn and Williams, if he's on the board at four, that's the Raiders' move. Uh, I don't think so. I think we got. I mean, we got five guys, man, on the team. You got you got Hankins, as Sonny mentioned. We got Eddie Vanderdoes. We got Justin Jelly Ellis. You got uh, P.J. Hall, who we just spent a second round pick on, and we got Mo Hurst. Like we don't yeah. need a defensive Hurst, tackle. Hurst, I think Hurst had a sneaky dominant season, oh, dude. So like too, dude. he was one of the in the tops up there for sacks as the defensive tackle and stuff. And like that was such a steal, dude. Getting him in the fifth. Oh, oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree. I think he's. I'm, yeah. yeah, he's one of my favorite new Raiders by far. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we go back to voicemails, let's do an, uh, another email. Uh, we're going to hear from Haley, who I see is in the uh, the chat there. Uh, Haley from Scotland, Sonny. Uh, Antonio Brown for third and fifth. Wow. Delighted with that. Absolute steal. Way to get cracking with free agency. The fact that Derek Carr is excited makes me even more excited by it. Now to get some protection for Carr so he has the time to get the ball to A.B. The draft will be interesting. Friday booked off work so I can stay up for it and hopefully catch RFR live. Awesome. Thank you, Haley. Um, well, she just said you're high, though, in the chat, so maybe you shouldn't thank her. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no i don't partake um did she really say that i can't see it i think she's talking about not drafting williams oh oh, oh okay well I, ag- I agree with her if williams is there you gotta take him dude he's done like, we, we had no pass rush last year come on man you have to take williams no i think you trade out but that, i mean what that, I for mean, who you Why? can get into endless circles of hypothetical discussions when it comes to the nah, draft nah, because, nah, nah, but nah. it's it's why because we don't need him yeah, just, you do. Our pass rush sucked. We last need year. a freaking edge rusher way more than we need an interior pass rush. And if you can pull Montez Sweat later on in the draft, well, then you trade back. You acquire more uh, more picks, and then you pull somebody like Montez Sweat or or that other the other Allen from Boston College or whatever. There's plenty of Josh them. Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah. Well, Josh Allen. No, that's the guy from Kentucky. That's the guy that we. Oh. That's the guy we want. 
And that's the guy. And you know what else? And here's something else that might be crazy. Don't put, no one's really talking about this one, but put this in, in, in your, in your craw Raider nation. What if the Raiders trade up and go get him? Because they're talking about the jets wanting him and the trade Niners, get who? Josh Allen, Josh Allen going up to two or three. Murray goes one. We move up. Bosa goes two. we move up to the Niners spot and grab Josh Allen at three. Of course you got to have a dance partner. You know, it's not this, this, you know, you, you just, cause I think it doesn't mean it can happen. Cause you got to have somebody else willing to do it. But, Dude, I think that's the guy. I mean, who else, man? Because, I mean, I, look, I'm with you as far as, like, in terms of straight talent, best player on the board. Yeah, I get the idea of Quinn and Williams, but does that fit a need on the team? Like, we have glaring issues on this football team, and defensive tackle is not one of them. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's just, true. just my thought. All right, so um, uh, continue on with Haley here. Uh, could we see a winning last season in Oakland? I hope so. Uh, I'm keeping the faith with Gruden and Mayock. Also hoping to get over to Oakland to see a game this year. If not, at least we have London. Just a quick one this time around. Go Raiders. Just win, baby. Haley from Scotland. Uh, and here's a few picks from London just because I'm missing football. And she sent some pictures of uh, of, of her there uh, at the uh, at the at the London game. So very cool to hear from nice. Haley. Uh, always cool to hear from our silver and black UK folks. And uh, so Sunny, uh, she mentioned she's going to get to a game in Oakland this year. I know that uh, the schedule's not out, so it's hard for 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 you and and, and I both with families and stuff to kind of put things on the on the map but have you had any uh you putting any thumbtacks in any games in particular that if it lines up with the schedule you want to go see well yeah man i'd love to get back to the to oakland one more time um being, being that we know this is is the last year if everything goes well construction wise and stuff like that uh you know i mean I, I i love seeing the rivalry games i would love to see raiders chiefs uh yeah. if, if i had to pick one yeah in the black in, in in oakland for the one yeah. last kind of hurrah uh-huh. Um, especially if, if we're good this year. Um, but they just picked up. I think they just got Tyron Matthew, which I think is a sneaky good pickup for them. Um, yeah, that'd be the one that I want to go to, man, is Raiders Chiefs. What uh, are you? Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, um, you know, we've seen the Broncos. Uh, and the Chargers. And the Chargers. So we've seen yeah. our division except for the Chiefs. We've not yet seen that. And I think that, you know, we're would hopefully we'll be in a position to be more competitive. Uh, so I, I think that's the one. And, you know, and regardless, I know we're going to have raviolis at La Villa. So I'm good. You, you, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Matter. Like, like we're going to the food's going to be right. The purpose of the trip is La Villa's. <laughs> and then we try to tie in a Raider game, too, to pretend we're fans. Exactly like right. bringing our Derek Carr jerseys and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to get off our Derek Carr jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Mojo's uh, going to the Chiefs game in Oakland. Yeah, is he? Well, cool. see, yeah. there you go. See, it, and you know what would be fun? And we, you know, of course, I was out there this last year for the for the week one game but uh, i had it tied in with a work trip so it was like i kind of took the opportunity i was already on the west coast so i kind of took advantage of already being there and, and slid up to a game i would love to have a planned trip with all of us where we can go do a do a proper tailgate and because uh, i mean we were Bro. in d lot we were in the right spot and we got to he'll hook up with the black hole and and uh and emiliano we saw and i mean i still got to see a lot of cool people but it would have been nice to have like a full-on you know, produced podcast to live stream from and all that good stuff. We got to take these guys to La Villa's. Oh, dude, dude, like an RFR field trip. Yeah. Do an outing like, to La Villa. Like an, an RFR meetup on Saturday before the game at La Villa's. Like, oh. like tailgate is cool and all, but let's go to La yeah, Villa's, bro. Let's go get dude. some raviolis. Like that's, that's legit. You guys don't know what's up. That's a phenomenal idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, we have the, to do fir- the first ever meeting of the Nomad Raiders Booster Club at La Villas. <laughs> at La Villas, dude. At Sweet. La Villas. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right, let's go uh, to another call here. Let's hear from our buddy. Uh, we hear from Dave. He's, he's I like it spooky in the chat. I don't think he's in there tonight, but he joins us in the chat quite a bit, and he uh, broke off his first phone call here to the Sea of Fans mailbag. 
Hey, this is Dave. Uh, you guys would know me as I Like It Spooky. Uh, this is my first time calling in. Uh, I just had to comment on the Antonio Brown thing. Uh, I kind of went from being like not thinking it was a good idea, you know, due to, due to his off-field drama and the price it would have cost us to get the guy and, and all those sort of things. But uh, the fact that it only cost us a third and a fifth, and now that we've got him and going back and doing my homework and seeing how much he liked Derek Carr and how much Derek Carr was really excited about getting him on the team, uh, you can't argue with the guy's production, you know, so uh, I've kind of turned my opinion around. I'm pretty excited to have the guy on the team. Uh, I'm just curious to know what you guys think. I'm sure you're probably going to be covering it in the next episode anyway. Uh, but anyway, just kind of wanted to chime in, uh, say hi to everybody, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Go Raiders. All right. Appreciate the phone call. Sonny, I changed my tune real quick on Antonio Brown. What did, how about you? Well, when he signed with our team, yeah, like I mean, I, I, like, I, I never, I, my opinion of him was he's a diva, he's got baggage, he's a distraction, he's all that stuff, and then, but then I, actually, but not, not just because he's a raider, but then I actually started looking back into, into. Come on, that's how fandom works. That's how fa- f that guy, he sucks. Got traded to the Raiders, dude. That's awesome. He's, he's the, the greatest receiver. In he's the greatest receiver ever. What did he? What did he get? Two forty <laughs> against us? Isn't that what he got? Did oh, he get 240 receiving yards against I don't remember. That was that one game, man, where he absolutely single-handedly Yeah. Him. Yes, he and ripped he out our hearts. Touchdown. It's like the most yards ever without scoring a touchdown by a receiver. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, Wait. he ripped out our hearts uh, a couple of different – Of course, this last time, though, Conley shut him down. Conley did. Well, he, and, and you know what? This is the sneaky good thing about this. Gary and Conley now gets to go up against the, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So that way, when he goes to a game, it's a downgrade of who he's been going yeah. up against in practice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kobe Bryant and Jordan both always talked about how Phil Jackson made practice more intense. That way, when he got to a game, it was it was easier than practice. And so Gary on Conley, I think, might be one of the guys to benefit from this whole thing the most because he's going to go up against Brown every single day and then step on the field and, you know, go against mediocre talent for the most part and stuff like that. So That's yeah. an amazing point. Amazing point. Yeah. All right, uh, next up we're going to hear from our buddy Beto in, you know, the city. Later, Beto. You know the city. Anyway, we just got Antonio Brown, which I'm still shell-shocked, to be honest, because it's like, you know, he went to the Bills, and then he, he's like, no, nah, I'm not going to be a Bill, and then now he's a Raider, and then it's like 24 hours passed. It was announced, so yeah, he's he's a Raider, so I got to get a Jerry Porter jersey and just tape over, you know, Porter's name and just put Brown <laughs> on it. Now. But anyway, uh, Colletio Assembly uh, uh, got traded to the Jets, which I mean, I'm indifferent about it because uh, I like Colletio Assembly, and an, an underrated part of Colletio Assembly was that he helped out Colton Miller a lot uh, when he played. But uh, and also the funny part is. Uh, Antonio Brown got traded for a third and a fifth rounder. Wow. Damn Cowboys gave up ga- gave up a first round for Amari Cooper, who lead who led the league in drops. Damn Cowboys got screwed, huh? Anyway, and Coletio Assembly, uh, we gave a sixth, which is the Bears pick that they gave us, and we got a fifth round big pick. So technically, we didn't really lose a fifth round pick. We just got it back right away. So it's Sunday right now, and there's probably some more transaction that's happened with the Raiders. And, well, also with the Coletio Assembly trade, uh, freed up $10 million in cap space. And also the Jets have to take up his contract. And remember the Jets are the leading team for Le'Veon Bell? 
now the Jets got to take over KO, and then Derek Carr's following Le'Veon Bell on Twitter, then I don't know what's going to happen. But we'll see. It's going to be a very interesting offseason. As always, go Raiders. All right, what do you think about that KO trade there, Sonny, to the Jets? Uh, we, we knew it was coming. I mean, that was the... He was expendable. He, you know, he served his purpose here. You know, a couple of years ago, we had the best offensive line in the NFL, so that was pretty fun. You know, and again, it makes you, it should make you appreciate what 2016 was the last couple of years because, gosh dang, we were so close, you know, and we had a dominant offensive line and stuff like that. So, but it was time to go. He was expendable. Um, I was cracking up in the chat. Mojo Raider states, Kraft paid 25 bucks for a dirty walrus. I think I did in Thailand once too. The chat's the best, man. That's the best. Um, but another thought about Antonio Brown, it's like, who's going to benefit on the receiving core from Antonio Brown being there? Because obviously he's going to draw a double. Oh, so yeah. is Aitman, yeah. Aitman going to step up? Is Roberts going to step up? Jordy, is Jordy man. Nelson yeah, see I think Jordy's the guy. Yeah, yeah. You think Jordy? I think so, man. I think that that's one of the things that, that hurt him most was that you know, look, he doesn't he doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the breakaway. We saw that when, when he got chased down by, you know, Miami yeah, Dolphin linebackers. Yeah. He doesn't have that breakaway speed anymore. But he's got enough. He's got the move still. You know what I mean? And sure, it, he's and shifty. He's shifty still. And I think yeah. that, you know, when you double, but you can bracket that, right? But you can't. when. He, but if you can get him singled up, I think he becomes a lot more viable of an option. I still think that it's interesting what we're going to do at, at the slot. I feel like we're going to still maybe draft somebody there or whatever. Because it's don't, don't you feel like the NFL is, and I guess it's been going this way for a little while now, but don't you feel like that's really with the emergence of guys like Edelman and Golden Tate and like players like that? Like Yeah, it's that quick strike offense because yeah. you can't press the slot and stuff like that. So, exactly, you know. exactly. Yeah. So I think that, you know, in those slants and stuff, like those are hard to defend, man. If you got yeah. a guy that's got the, the balls to, to, to go over the middle like that and, and can, you know, kind of get the ball and then get down, like, I'm, dude, I – yeah, I, so I think that's in play for the Raiders. I I, I feel like we're going to go that direction at some point as well. So, uh, um, yeah, good stuff there. And there's a, and there's a few guys like that in the draft. Plus, I think Cole Beasley's already signed. But um, but there's that Andy Isabella in the draft, and there's a handful of other guys uh, as well. So it'll be interesting. All right, let's go to uh, Tucson, Arizona, and hear from our buddy Alex. Uncle Marsh Murph, this is Alex Sandoval from Tucson, Arizona. Just calling in on, on this beautiful Sunday morning to find out that the Raiders have traded for Antonio Brown. I'm um, super excited that Derek Carr has somebody to finally throw to, you know, that's not Jared Cook, you know, and I think it's awesome. I'm really excited about it. I hope that he can keep his act together and not let outside of football problems affect the team. Um, I think John Gruden can handle him. I think that the coaches are, are going to be able to handle him. Um, but this isn't over. I mean, I feel like we still need to go get another complimentary receiver or maybe even a complimentary running back to, you know, to complete this process. Otherwise, people are just going to be double, triple teaming Antonio Brown. He's exactly. not going to have the impact that we need him to have because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, any other receivers or any other uh, <laughs> um, good receivers. So there's just one more step to go, but I'm really happy about the trade. What do you guys think? Thanks. Bye. There you go, Sonny. Perfect setup again, huh? There you go. There you go. Yeah, you know, and Aikman started coming on towards the end. Um, you know, he had a kind of a good year there towards the end. He was making some good catches and stuff, but you know, cook, is he gone basically in your eyes? I think so, man. I think, you know, and yeah, I think considering the money, 
He's got to be, yeah. right? Because someone's going to yeah. overpay for him. I, you know what I mean? I think the Raiders are doing the right thing I, by letting him I wouldn't even say overpay. Work. I mean, he's worth it. It's well, just, that's true. Is he worth it to the Raiders at this point, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Because And here's, here's I think, is the uh, um, really what's going to drive it for the Raiders is that how good is Darren Waller? Because Darren Waller is a young, fast, lanky, yeah. athletic, tight end. Now, we don't know what he's going to turn in because he's young, man. He's 26 yeah, or something like yeah. that. So, I, you know, I think that depending on how much faith they have in him is going to drive uh, what they're willing to do with, with Jared Cook. Because, look, you know, I think that aside from, you know, Kelsey and um, I always forget the guy's name in, 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 uh, in Philadelphia. They're, they're Zach Ertz. Um, you oh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, aside from, like, maybe those two guys, like, Jared Cook's the best tight end in football, right? As far as, like, you know what he's I mean? Stud. He's mm-hmm. a stud. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm with you. So he's going to get the money, but uh, I just don't know if the Raiders are in a position to pay, you know, 10 million bucks for a, uh, yeah, for a tight so. end. I don't know, man. So, uh, we'll, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. All right, let's go to uh, our buddy Eyepatch down in Florida. Murph, Mosh, Eyepatch here. Hey, one scenario real quick I want to run by you. Can you imagine this? The 2019 NFL draft with the fourth pick, the Oakland Raiders select offensive lineman oh no oh no not again <laughs> you know what i i've said a few times i patch uh thanks for the call by the way that i thought that the first offensive player the raiders will take in this draft is going to be a lineman i went but now that was before trent brown but it still wouldn't surprise me um you know i i I know better than to fall in love with players, but I really like Chris Lindstrom out of Boston College. We saw him down at the Senior Bowl. He is an absolute stud at guard, and, and he would fit in perfect uh, for what we need. So, so I like that idea. But what do you think, Sonny? What do you think of the odds are of, a, of the Raiders taking another lineman? Is the, is the offensive line set at this point in your eyes? No. Well, not by position anyways. <clears throat> no. So I, I don't think it would surprise me at all. And, and honestly, it's a smart move. It, it, look what the Colts did. The Colts knew luck was coming back, so they went all in on offensive line. You know, I think you have to start in the trenches. It's not sexy. It's not happy, but, you know, the problem is, is it going to pan out? (laughs) Because Colton Miller, you know, and and I'll give him some, I'll give him some leeway because he was hurt, you know, so to say. But, you know, last year was a disaster for everybody across the board. And so, you know, but Brandon Parker, is Brandon Parker going to do anything, you know? Um, talk about moving him to guard now so we'll right and so donald penn what's up with donald penn talk about cutting him yeah and so you know i think we have to um we have to address the offensive line and trent brown was a a good pickup but again he's a question mark is he patriot system or is he actually legit and stuff so it wouldn't surprise me at all i think we need defense more but at the same time i'll be happy if they go defensive end or line and then offensive line with the second pick in the first round i think that's a key point is that you know i think there's good regardless of where you come out that where no matter where the raiders go position wise there's good in it there's not one where i'm gonna you know well maybe a defensive line maybe cornerback <laughs> like oh we did God. God. i know that was crazy dude right we were all uh, thinking inside linebacker that whole way yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but you know what but you, uh, something you, you touched on there you know like i think about like the cowboys when they were drafting all those linemen all yes. those years, they yeah, got exactly. so much crap every analyst and the fan everybody's like why are we drafting another lineman now guess what they've had the best offensive line in football for what four years running now yeah you know, the you know, running back only wears a half a shirt because he's not even gonna get hit <laughs> exactly Exactly. So I, 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 it would not surprise me. And I don't think at four, that's the responsible move. But again, the Raiders trade back a little bit and you never know. Uh, all right. Next up, let's go to Central Valley Raider. 
Hey, Murph, this is Central Valley Raider. Hey, just calling in, man, to chime in on the, the recent moves. I know we just signed AD over the weekend, and today, well, this morning, uh, we signed the left tackle, Trenton Brown. Um, you know, one thing I'm I'm excited about is that Mayock and Gruden are not playing. Um, nope. I, I find it amusing on Twitter, and, you know, people complaining that Raiders are spending a lot of money. You know, they're acting like if it's coming out of their own personal account. It's kind of a joke. <laughs> if we didn't do anything and stand pat, we'd get criticized, you know, for, for you know, maybe playing playing safe, you know. But, no, we're going out there making some moves. Yeah, you know, I was kind of unhappy to see KO go. Um, but I think it was a mutual agreement and and uh, for whatever reason, because seeing uh, KO's comment on Twitter, you know, he still got the love for everybody, the organization, thanking the organization, nothing better, which is always good uh, for us in the long in the long run. So, I mean, uh, hopefully he, you know, he's successful over there uh, in New York. We'll get to play him this year. Left tackle was definitely, you know, a position that I thought was right tackle, what uh, what we were looking at. But I guess Colton's moving over. So, and he's played right tackle at UCLA. That's a good uh, win-win for us. The A-B thing, I'm still kind of, you know, I'm excited because we got him for a third and fifth, but still I'm just kind of waiting to see when, when things exactly. are just not clicking, how he's going to react, how he's going to respond. So uh, I guess we'll see what's going to happen today. Um, they're talking about Le'Veon Bell possibly going with the Raiders. We'll see. Um, at the end, of the final thing I have, man, is, you know, one thing McKenzie did for the Raider organization was get us back uh, focused on the money aspect. We had a lot of bad contracts. Yep. I think McKenzie took care of that, kept us away from a lot of dead money. I just hope uh, Mayock and Gruden doesn't put us back in that hole and we end up in Las Vegas a few, uh, one or two years after we're there. We're broke. we got to cut some good players because we can't afford them. So hopefully they're keeping that in mind. Uh, and we just move forward, man. All right. Have a great one. You know, one of the things I, I read earlier today, Murph, is that I believe the contracts for both uh, Antonio Brown and Trent Brown, all the guaranteed money is paid out in the first two, if not three years, but I think it's the first two years. Which, why is that important? Uh, because it gets some Vegas money, right? When they, when they no, because then the, the three first round draft picks will be in line to get their first, their oh, contracts. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. And, and so, so he made a great point. You know, McKenzie for whatever you want to say about him, he stabilized us. You know, he walked in. We he remember did. we had, what do we have? Like $80 million. We had so much dead money one year. It was ridiculous. And no picks. Like and and no we picks. didn't have any draft And picks. so McKenzie stabilized us. He may not have brought us to where we want to go, but, you know, he could be the Mark Jackson to what Mayock is of the Steve Kerr. So say the Warriors analogy there. And so he stabilized us, put us in a good position. I, I hope Mayock and Gruden know what they're doing. Gruden's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens, but but I read that they structured the contracts that way. When the three first rounders this year are due for new contracts, then there's no more guaranteed money being paid out to Brown and Brown. I so, got you. Um, we'll see what happens. That's cool, man. I had not heard that. I I heard yeah. that that a lot of Brown's money got deferred to year two because that way he was on Nevada uh, in, income tax, which there is none in Nevada. There's no state yeah, income yeah, tax. Yeah. So um, so that saved him. More like money for dirty walruses at money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Absolutely. So, but no, I, but I hadn't considered the whole idea of, of being able to cover these picks. That's, that's a great point, Sonny. That's good analysis there. Um, all right, let's go. Uh, we got just a few more here. Let's hear from our buddy Dave in the 330. Called last week, didn't leave his name. Called this week, left his name. And uh, this is his second call. So, uh, Dave, call us back one more time after this one, and you'll be a made man. What up, Raider Nation? It's Dave out in the 330 Ohio here. I'm just calling on the uh, talk about the Le'Veon Bell situation. No, we're not going to get him. If we do, that'd be great. But let's talk about Antonio Brown. That's what I meant to say. So I'm happy about this. I think he's a great receiver. He's a bit of a headache for Pittsburgh, but I have a theory on that, and I'll get to a little bit of uh, pop culture news on that. So he did an episode of Tanked where they made him a fish tank, and in that, I don't think his heart was ever in Pittsburgh, man. In that, he goes down to his weight room or whatever down and he's showing him that, and he calls it the dog pound, is what he calls his little workout room in his mm. house. So if you're playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, if your heart was there, you would not be working out in the dog pound. That'd be like a chief freaking calling his weight room the black hole. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. So I'm going to say he was never there in Pittsburgh. I'm hoping that means we're not going to have the same problems in Oakland. I'm not going to say he won't have some problems. He's got some attitude and stuff, which is good. I think we need a, a receiver with some attitude. We need one that can catch the ball and it shows up every game or at least over half of them. So overall, I think it's a good thing. I, I work out in Pittsburgh quite a bit. The city's stupid, man. You can't drive around anywhere. There's, there's hills and turns and bridges everywhere. It takes way too long to get anywhere. Traffic sucks. Stupid. Pittsburgh sucks. Mike Tomlin sucks. Go Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh City's sucks. Stupid. Mike City's Tomlin stupid. sucks. Go Raiders. Like piss everywhere. Oh, uh, yeah, but here's the deal, Murph. No, but there's no loyalty in the NFL anymore. It's it's all business. Yeah. So of course, you know, he didn't give a crap about playing in Pittsburgh. I guarantee he ain't gonna give a crap about playing in Oakland because as crappy as Pittsburgh is, when's the last time you've been to Oakland? At least oh, the stadium. Oh, careful now. You're gonna trigger everybody. I, I don't care. When you go there, do you want to spend time in Oakland? Come on now. No, we stay in San Jose. Like, especially the stadium. <laughs> Stadium's a crap hole. Yeah. And so, you know, but but it's my crap hole. It's kind of like I can make fun of my sister, but if anybody else does, you're getting two black eyes. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. It's like, it's like that. And so, you know, uh, yes, why did he have the dog pound? But come on, man. There's no, there's no loyalty in the NFL. Absolutely none. There, it used to be the most loyal people in the NFL are the fans. And we're the stupid ones because the, the players aren't loyal and the people running the show aren't loyal. We're the ones going, dude, come on, you know, like, come on, man. Give me a break. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that comment was great. About that, that was great, man. Good call. Good call. Appreciate it, Dave. Call us back, man. One more time, buddy. And uh, and you'll get your button. All right. Uh, next up, we got two more left. Let's hear from our buddy Junior in San Diego. Here's another OG guy, Sonny. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, Junior San Diego here. Uh, first of all, Mikey, I just listened to this podcast and uh, Murph was on, and uh, you guys were saying that we got that uh, New England got um, our left tackle for a seventh rounder. That's incorrect. 49ers yeah. first uh, drafted yeah. him. And then um, awesome pickup for a three and five pick, Antonio. Um, we signed good. And then uh, just just coming across my TV here now is uh, OB, o, Odell Beckham Jr. getting traded to the Browns, and everybody's on saying that this is a badass uh, pickup. 
they're not saying any negative news about they just gave up a first and third and dribble preppers when we got Antonio for a third and a fifth. And uh, everybody's raving about the trade, that this is global. Come on. We got probably the best of our receiver and uh, all negative things our way. But uh, anyway, I trust in Gruden, uh, Mayock, and um, I don't think Antonio's going to be a, a negative for the three years that he's going to be here. Um, I think it's going to be all good because uh, Carr and him are going to probably have a good relationship. Collectio Assembly, hate to see him go, but kind of feels like he got paid and got lazy. I know that we weren't a good team, but, I mean, five five games missed last year for – and then the everybody thinks he should have missed less. I kind of think he was just being lazy. But awesome. I love his fiery attitude. He, I mean, he was a beast, but the last few years he was on his downslide. But anyway. Been listening to you guys. Hope to hear you guys more. And um, go Raiders. All right. Appreciate the call, Junior. Great call as usual, my friend. And, uh, yeah, Sonny, interesting point there. Uh, KO's catching some crap, huh? He's, um, the, you know, the, the all the reports are is that he missed a lot more with that injury than maybe he should have. And uh, that doesn't sit well with Gruden. Gruden wants you to be as invested and, and as, 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 you know, um, committed as he is. And if you're not, even a little bit, it uh, doesn't work. So uh, when KO was on, and as, as he mentioned, I mean, he was a dog, man. He was scrappy. We loved the attitude and that he brought to the line, uh, the, the grit, you know what I mean? Uh, but this this last couple of years, man, he's he's trended downward since 2016. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I think that's kind of a weak take. That the rate if the Raiders are serious about that, he shouldn't have missed more. That's like your boss calling you up when you're freaking puking and crapping at the same time. Like, hey, I can be not at work. Like, come on, bro. You know. So I don't know. I, don't, I think it's kind of a weak take. But but one thing I thought of why he was why he was was saying that is um, more about the Antonio Brown versus Odell Beckham. How crazy is the Mac trade now in light? of Antonio Brown being traded and Odell Beckham being traded and Landon Collins being traded from, from the giants. Like it, it kind of, I think it, it almost takes pressure off of Gruden that like, cause you know, all last year it was any game you watched. It was the Raiders traded Mac. How stupid is that? Now it's like the giants traded Collins and, and Beckham Steelers got rid of Brown and probably gonna get rid of bell. Like, it kind of takes a little bit of the heat off the Raiders, don't you think? Yeah, and I think it really supports what we've been saying for a long, long time is that you can't have that kind of money tied no, up and that no. few players and the Giants were the only team in the NFL that had two players that made more than $20 million a year and it lasted for a year. Like, it just doesn't work. The Bears are already reworking Khalil Mack's contract. Yeah, Eventually, yeah. you're going to have to pay Mitch Trubisky. Eventually, the Chiefs are going to have to pay Patrick Mahomes. Eventually, you know, these players are eventually going to get paid, when, especially the quarterbacks, and there's just not enough to go around. So the, the yeah. Raiders took a fair assessment of that was Khalil Mack worth the kind of commitment that his, he and his agent were asking for, and the answer to that was no. It's I was talking about last night on on – Mondays with Mikey Murph, it's like there's the crazy hot scale. Like, and, and a player has a value on the field and then obviously a monetary value, and you have to weigh those out, and sometimes it costs you a freaking Hall of Famer. But you can't do that because you just compromise the, your ability else, to be yeah. on everything else. And it's like, you know, there's a look. As dominant as he can be and as dominant as players like Aaron Donald can be, did it? Did Aaron Donald did as good as he played all year long? Defensive uh, MVP, all that. Did they win the Super Bowl? That yeah, I was they, having the same conversation with the guy at work. He they was saying, "You guys are dumb for trading Mac." 
Did the Bears win? Nope. Did the Rams win? Nope. Nope. And they negated him in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Aaron Donald was complete. You can negate yeah. a player. What you exactly. can't negate is a is a squad. You can't negate the Legion of Boom. You can't negate the Soul Patrol. You can't nope. negate the 85 Bears defense. You can't negate. Do you want to be great, Raider Nation, or do you want to have a great player? Like, I want our team to be great. And teams are great based on groups of players, not singular yep. players. Mm-hmm. This isn't basketball. You can't put, you know, a great player on a team and all of a sudden they're going to be competitive and, and, and make the playoffs. It doesn't uh, work. Uh, 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 example, L.A. Lakers, dumpster fire. Well, that's different because he's not even playing like he's the best player in basketball now. But you know what I'm saying, though? Like, you yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, can't, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. It, you know, it's, we, we've been saying that ever since. Yeah. I so, just think that now with these other big names being traded, that's going to take the heat off of Gruden. Absolutely. That's, that's and, and we're not, we're still, we still have first round draft. Like, it's just, it's crazy it's how crazy. they still have all those draft picks, man. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely. Um, real quick before we move on, I want to, we were talking about slot receiver a few minutes ago, and uh, Q Dog brought up Randall Cobb. Of course, Q Dog is a Kentucky guy, uh, University of Kentucky alum. And, and, but I'm with you on Randall Cobb. He's amazing. And I brought him up last night on Mondays with Mikey and Murph. I've always been a fan of Randall Cobb, anyways, and he's only like 29. So match him back up with Jordy Nelson, put him in the slot. That's a perfect solution to what the Raiders are going to need. We have 2015's most stubbiest <laughs> the absolute studs no doubt yeah all right well okay so here's our last call of the day and i saved this one for last because uh-huh. this guy is one of one of uh, we have a lot of favorites uh he's definitely one of them and he busts out a line on here sonny that had me crying in my chair earlier when i was putting together the sea of fans so here we go let's hear from our buddy wyoming raider bosh nice. murph wyoming raider here i just want to call in touch base on the uh antonio brown trade I think we did pretty good. If you think about it, we got we gave up Bull Gerbil in a third and a fifth for Antonio freaking Brown in a first. You can't complain about that at all. Uh, I see some people complaining about how he's going to make the most money for a wide receiver, but not really when you think about it. I mean, he's three years, only $30 million of it's guaranteed. That's a number one right receiver in the NFL for $10 million a year. If we'd have hung on to Bull Gerbil, he'd have been sitting on his nuts on the side, little tiny nuts on the sideline, $17 million a year. So, I mean, if he pulls a Randy on us, we're not out that much money. If he goes out there and balls out big, I'll call him Big Jest after three years of him doing it, then, uh, then yeah, our, nobody's going to care about how much money we spent on him. He's out there winning games for us. You know, so uh, I say good deal. We picked up a, a good tackle from the Patriots, picked up a good safety from the Rams. You know, uh, I think we're doing pretty good. I like this Mike Mayock character. He's uh, he's going in there, and he's showing what's what, and he's making good deals. So uh, hopefully next season we'll, you know, 8-8 eight and eight be all right. You know, maybe even a little bit better than that. Who knows? But uh, I guess we'll see. And uh, keep up the good work. We'll talk to you guys later. Oh my gosh. Wyoming Raider is the real life version of Ron Swanson. Like, like that guy. I love that guy, man. Remember, he used to call back in the day and be like, Where'd you come from, Wyoming? Chopping down a tree with yeah, a yeah, freaking yeah. butter knife? <laughs> Dude, when he busted out, tiny sitting nuts. on his tiny nuts on the sideline. That was, oh my gosh. Look at it, My glasses are fogging. Oh, up. that's good. Dude, that's funny. I, I needed that deep voice oh, talking about man. tiny nuts. That's such a, hey, you know what that means, Sonny? Sizzler. 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 Oh, Sizzler. oh my gosh, man. I'm telling you, I was I listened to it a couple times. I was putting this the, the together, so I've heard it already a couple times. 
it, I was dying. I was <laughs> absolutely dying. I'm crying again already. But man, that, so funny. Sit on his tiny nuts. Good. Sit so, on hey, his hey, and, and he's right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yes. I'm saying like, got rid of Cooper and got Brown and stuff. Three first round draft picks. Like I was going to be cool giving up a first round draft pick for Brown, but we didn't even have to do that. You know, so. So far, so good, man. Absolutely. So far, so good. Absolutely. Well, uh, man, so thank you to everybody that called in tonight. Lots of calls in the Sea of Fans mailbag. And uh, you guys are the best. We are Raider Nation is no joke, man. We are the best fans in sports. And you guys uh, represent them amazingly well. So well, thank you so much to, uh, of course, Capo Q-Dog, uh, Chuck Splatterhead McCann, Big Raider Trucker, Houston Raider Steve, Mojo, Raider One, uh, Spooky Dave, Beto, Alex in Tucson, iPad, Central Valley Raider, Dave in the 330, Junior in San Diego, Wyoming Raider. Thank you to everybody that's in the chat tonight. I just can't scroll up, but uh, Bobby Wasabi, Two Deuce, Hardcore Raider, Haley, Aaron and Q Dog Raider, uh, Zavi Thinks Blue, Running Bear, uh, who am I missing? Abraham is in there, Raider YD, Glitch 19 or Glitch 25, Jesse Rosales, um, uh, there's mikey in there in the bottom uh thank you mikey uh thank you to all of you um for uh for supporting raiders fan radio the way that you do and uh we are definitely a rogues gallery we are metallica and we are here for your oakland raiders you know why we are here and we ain't playing around today from the walking dead to errant jedi knights raiders fans are a rogues gallery it's your favorite laugh, Sonny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Ha. Yet. Jeffy, congratulations also to Big Raider Trucker. You are the newly uh, donned Sergeant at Arms here of the uh, of the crew on Raiders Fan Radio. So, uh, Sonny, you got uh, you got anything else before we uh, before we tap out for the night? Man, appreciate you having me back. It was good. I uh, can't believe the time flew by like this. want to come on more now as kind of life uh, unwinds for me. If you guys could, uh, if you're into you know, supporting what I do with the kids, uh, Instagram, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify, type in Bridgeway Respawn Studios, R-E-S-P-A-W-N, Bridgeway, just how it sounds, uh, Bridgeway Respawn Studios. Give us a follow on Instagram soundcloud apple music and uh, and spotify it'd be great kind of help support the cause and you can kind of follow along with the songs and uh, what we're doing there man just appreciate being on the show murph it was awesome absolutely man well that's great stuff again you're doing the lord's work sonny and we're just proud as heck of, of uh the accomplishments that you've had so far and supporting raider nation get on out there and and uh, support bridgeway Re- bridgeway recovery studios is that correct yeah, Bridgeway Recovery Studios. All right, yeah, definitely do that. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bridgeway Respawn Studios. Respawn, I'm sorry, Bridgeway, yeah, Bridgeway Respawn Studios. Studios. Okay, Def- and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll connect afterwards. Shoot me some links, and I'll get that up on our socials so, uh, okay. so people can find that as well. So thank you again, uh, Raider Nation. You guys are the best. Thank you for all you do for uh, to support Raider Nation. I guess we might as well let's end on a, on a funny note here. We might as well hit one of these last uh, Uncle Mosh things. Do you remember the one with the crack? Remember that one, Sonny? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got my Raiders boxers hanging low, covering the crack, because I'm listening to Raiders Fan Radio, a podcast by a couple of fans, Sonny and Murph, four Raiders fans who are the only fans that matter. I remember when he cut that, I go, I go, what does that mean? And he goes, I don't know. Because <laughs> I just thought it would sound funny. I'm like, well, it did. Yeah, right.
So anyway, so we'll get Uncle Mosh back. And uh, thank you again, Sonny, for joining us, man. This has been awesome. Always great to have you back on the show. I guess it's been about almost six months since we had you on uh, last. Yeah, man, long time, too long. So uh, as you know, you always have a standing invite to join us anytime that that you can. And uh, to to join us back here on Raiders Fan Radio, I know everybody loves to to hear from you and uh, love to collab with you, as always, my friend and my cousin. And uh, so let's uh, we'll do it again soon, huh? Yeah, man. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. Thanks again, Raider Nation. Have a good night. And I appreciate you staying up with us on this Tuesday night. And just remember, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Good night, everybody. If we'd have hung on to Bull Gerbil, he'd have been sitting on his nuts on the side, little tiny nuts on the sideline. 17 million a year. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.